everybody. So, uh, rocks fell, everyone died, so session's canceled. Um, welcome back to our weekly podcast. I'm here. <laughs> I did say start. <laughs> it's I me. Hate you. I say <laughs> and I'm here with Matt. Hey guys. Uh, also, rocks fall. That's the best you could do. I, I, the next thing I said was going to be a little less uh, PC, mm-hmm. so I decided not to. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You could have just said, uh, you know, one of the players wanted to pet a moose and, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I should have said that. That's true. I should have yeah. talked about the moose. But yeah, I'm here with, with Matt, uh, Josh, and Sam. I, I, really? God damn it. What? Still can't. Matt and Isaiah refuse to do it right anymore. <laughs> Listen, we're, 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 I don't know we're how many episodes that. in at this point. Insert 57. number here. That one. Like, if they don't know who he is by like now, more. then, you know, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. two seconds from doing that. It's me, boy, with he, with the boy. <laughs> it's me, guy A, me, here with me, guy, 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 guy A, yeah, A through D. Yeah, it's, it's me, d- 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 Doug Dim a dipshit with Doug Dim a dipshit A, B, and C. Like, <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess I'll take what I can get. <laughs> oh fuck! Fuck! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be wondering. uh, why I chose such a such a visceral start to this. This is what we're gonna call mm. it visceral. Mm. Um, good 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 word choice. Yeah yeah yeah. And uh, it's because I had I've had something I've had something uh, floating around in my upper lobe for a little while. Mm. Uh, and that was I had my first player character death about a month ago. I don't think it was and, that long uh, ago. Huh? I don't think it was that long ago. Well, it it's been at least three weeks, uh, four weeks, because that's the last time I recorded. Uh, maybe. Mm. <laughs> uh, it has been a hot minute. Yeah, so it's been about a month since I lost the player character, and mm. uh, it was interesting because I'd never, you know, it's this the first one ever, mm. uh, for me, and I just, I, I don't know. It was it was an interesting experience because I, you know, I don't want my players to die. And, you know, I, that doesn't mean I won't kill them if I think I need to. Like, you know, if I I place uh, challenges in front of them that I think are, are tough but fair and any situation that they're in, I, I, I have, I'm pretty sure they can get their way out of. And if it starts to look like they can't, then I will change things to make sure I don't murk them all. Uh, but this specific event was not one of those because it it, they, it was this, to, to give you a bit of a rundown of the situation uh, the players uh, infiltrated a like a city on, on the water like a floating city that was going through a civil war because they were like oh we have to help you know the guys that, that we made a deal with so we can get the medicine we need for one of the player characters you still haven't blown that shit up yet? God, come on no <laughs> if that blows up the, the game ends Matt <laughs> That's fine. They don't need it. They can make a new one. <laughs> they can't. Like, okay, they Matt. cannot. All right. What, are we, what do you say, Matt? But anyway, they 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 had to get into like an ecological center, like the place where where the ship city grows all its food, because they obviously they have to grow out in like these big farming ships covered in in soil and grass and shit. Uh, and they got caught in a booby trap, and by the because of the booby trap that called in reinforcements, and then. Uh, as the reinforcements were closing in on them, I was very clear, like, they're closing in on you. What do you do? 
And they basically were just like, nothing. Like, I was like, they're about to turn the corner. Do you do anything? And they were like, we, we don't know. No, I guess. And I was like, I, okay. And I was like, they turned the corner. They, they, they got their guns on you and they're going to put you in cuffs. And uh, as they were being walked out of the center that they had just fought tooth and nail to get into, uh, Ant, LP, his, uh, he was like, okay, my character's a crazy, powerful cryokinetic. Can I like, uh, uh, can I do like a big ice shockwave and get them to all fuck off? And I was like, e uh, yes, you could. Just be aware, this is one of those mythical damage doesn't always matter moments. If you fuck this up, there's a guy with an M4 to your head. He will, uh, you know, <laughs> blow your muffin cap back blue twice. So, you know, just be prepared for that. And he was like, uh, fuck. Okay, I guess. Yeah, no, that's fine. All right, I'll do that. Uh, and then Paladin was like, hey, can I distract them by like, disconnecting my robot arm and like confusing them and i was like yeah yeah okay sure if you can succeed this which will also be hard you'll make uh ant's life a little easier and he went okay i accept that risk and i went okay roll it uh paladin failed miserably uh and it was like oh oh no well uh Ant, now your uh, your dc just got higher because now they're suspicious and then he failed miserably <laughs> Like Fuck. it wasn't even close. Damn. Uh, so I was like, yeah, they they unload on you. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dial it back a little bit. I had a mm. player, um, the one who plays the the shark man. Yeah. Uh, she had jumped into the game because she she was working late. Ten minutes before this happens. So she jumps in. I'm basically just done giving her the rundown of what's going on. Then they do the whole, we want to do the distraction. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Go for it. And she DMs me with like a uh, uh, an ability that her character has called take one for the team, which says if an ally is hit with an attack, you can jump in front of it. Uh, and I was like, this is perfect. This is like, like the perfect narrative tool. This is going to be so good. But oh fuck, he's if this it he's dead. Like he died. Um so of course the character in question gets lit up and it's this really sad thing. And the the interesting part is uh when the character in question finally dies, you know, it's this really heavy moment. The players were like, before any of this happened, we're like, why do we even here? Like we could just fuck off and be done. Like this is really not our job. We were here to find them some some fertile soil so they can grow crops on the mainland. What are we doing here? But the second Ty died, they were like, nope, this is personal. Everyone that we don't like dies. I'm fucking done. And I'm like, oh, baby. Uh, and they did that. They, they, they did just that. And the next session, they had a full on funeral for that character. Like they had all their friends, all the guys, friends come out, the family. It, it, it was like about two thirds of the session. It was very nice. Not a not a dry eye was left, myself included. And I just I sat there being like, this is this has such a fascinating, uh, uh, profound effect that I was not expecting in the slightest, you know? OK, yeah. uh, so, you know, I, I, I this is kind of where the, the the interactive part of this story comes mm -hmm. in. 
uh, I, I'm, thanks to thanks to Josh here, I have officially lost one character total for a little while. <laughs> in in any game I've ever in the uh, seven years I've been playing TTRPGs, you're the first person to think to finally accomplish it. Congratulations. Look, Cardell's been trying for a long time. He hasn't succeeded yet. <laughs> I don't like the way you came at me directly, but all right. I, look, there's the truth. You're the only one who did it. Fair enough. Uh, I look, came real take close. Take your round of applause. <laughs> I came real close in Star Wars, too. Close, yeah. but no cigar. Uh, <laughs> sort of an intentional no cigar, but yeah. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> but, uh,. Have, have uh, Josh, you, <laughs> you, you do like not my, have to answer this question. I was going to say, you want my body count? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the other two, have you ever lost the character in game? And like, if so, how many? And, you know, uh, bonus points, if you can uh, share what the funniest slash like most interesting death that occurred was. Oh, I, I think I've already shared this uh, one. Sam, do you want to go first? Because um, my answer is uh, real short. Oh, I, I, I absolutely. Oh, absolutely, Matt. Um, I, 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 I've already answered this on. Oh, podcast. Sam has I answered this. Talked. Yep. I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, you yeah. did. So the mirror, my <laughs> first <laughs> and funniest death was when, uh, I forget the exact name of the magic item. It's basically a mirror of trapping. It, it just sucks things into the it. Mirror of monster uh, something. Hold on. Let me look at something. Yeah, please. Thank you. Um, mirror of life trapping. Thank you. Uh, and basically, oh like, if, if you speak a command word, it'll suck whatever is directly in front of it uh, hmm. and and just put it in the mirror. And I put, like, a bunch of, like, silly monsters in it because uh, I wanted to scare the players or whatever. They weren't <laughs> supposed to do anything with it. It was a little trap. Um, and one of my players had gotten so mad at the session because he kept rolling like shit that he triggered the trap to this mirror. He didn't get sucked in, uh, but he just smashed the mirror because he was like, I'm fucking tired of this shit. And I'm like, <laughs> as you do this, uh, you see the like swirling vortex of just the creatures that you saw inside of it. And they were in this like small room. I want to say it was a three by three room. Not very large. There were a few large creatures in there. Oh. Uh, they became uh, a, ni a nice little meat cube. I did allow one player to escape from their fate uh, by jumping Don't into their bag of holding. Yep. Because I, I just, I was like, I, I, I can't say no to this happening. But I believe. I'm not gonna say well, part of the stipulation <laughs> on the bag of holding too was, can I jump in the bag of holding? Yeah, sure, but you can't get yourself out. So yeah, that's you. Somebody cool. needs to make sure to get you out, yep. <laughs> and no, Within no other the ten minute time limit. Yeah, there. and none of us other Oof. players were present. So like, yep, yeah, yikes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I remember uh, this. <laughs> all, all the other players heard was a big boom uh, mm. from the room that they just entered, and so they opened the door, and there's just a bag of holding outside of a meat cube, and it falls <laughs> to the ground. Fuck. Uh. Yeah, that, that 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 was definitely my funniest player death. I I was literally like, I don't want to ignore what the magic item does, um, because it literally has like the the stipulation that if it breaks, yep. everything inside of it goes out. Yep. Because that's how like you're supposed to be like, oh well, I don't know the command word, and my friend is stuck in here, so you smash it to get the the people out. Hey, um, makes sense. I 
that then then they then they release the big monsters. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. It was it was, good, it, was, it, was it was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm I'm. I don't think if I had any other character deaths other than Claw and oh yeah, Claw definitely not Baron Barrack. Well, I'm Barrack. Yeah, baby. How yeah. <laughs> excessive long swords to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Chronic long swords to the chest, baby. Yeah, I, I think those are my three, uh, which we talked about all of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How about you, Matt? Uh, well, there was the, the two I mentioned a couple episodes ago. <laughs> True. Uh, Na- uh, Nano's character, the Bill Murray wizard, being obliterated by a red dragon. <laughs> and then a minute later, Joe being stabbed to death after being crushed by, uh, you know, an astral uh, sea voyager mast crushing his legs. So, uh, yeah, and those two. And then the only other one I could think of is... Way later in the campaign, uh, Krug, uh, the barbarian, the, the barbarian, uh, dies. Mm. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so I guess technically, I think three, and I don't think I've ever killed anybody in like a one shot. Oh, wait. Oh, no, wait, I have. Oh, shit. All right. I ran, um, so for Halloween, I like to try and run like a bunch of different one shots for my players. Mm. And I ran one and accidentally fucked the encounter system up. And it's supposed to be like this Egyptian like little map and a bunch of mummies come out. One of the things where it's like, oh, if you want to spike up the encounters instead of mummies, like throw in this other monster instead. I'm like, okay. The encounter was supposed to be fine for the amount of I was supposed to have, like, I think six players show up. I only had three. Because the other ones called out last minute. Oh, Oh, no. And so my mind was like, okay, well, the encounter's still fine. I'll just take away a majority of the the not mummies anymore. Yeah, I killed uh, I killed two out of three players. Nice. <laughs> By accident. Hmm. I was just like, well, uh, one shot's over. Sale. Oops. <laughs> I felt, I, again, and I felt bad because I was like, that's, uh, yeah, guys, I'm not going to lie. This is not supposed to happen. Uh <laughs> And there's a whole other. This is the first room. There's a whole other dungeon. Left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it basically ended with uh, one of the players dragging the dead body of you know a second player, being like, "All right, fuck this pyramid. We're out of here. Never coming back. Fuck fantasy Egypt. I hate this. <laughs> fuck fantasy. God, Egypt. I hate it here. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. I guess technically, then yeah, I've killed five players hmm, or characters um that has the biggest body count yeah have i oh shit uh, so i'm probably well, right i'm assuming yeah i think and i'm in the of, same range yeah and then i think as a player i've never had i've never had a character death knock on wood like there's been a couple close calls with the lizard wizard but he's also an abjuration wizard, and those guys are just assholes to kill. Fucking, <laughs> those like, guys are just assholes, dude. It, it, it's just, it's so dumb. It's like, all right, uh, arcane ward temporary. It's it's not even temporary HP, so it can stack, which I never did because I I didn't you know I didn't feel like it was necessary. Mm-hmm. But like just the feature of the arcane ward, 
anytime you cast an abjuration spell. So anytime someone would attack me and I'm the squishy wizard man or lizard, I'd be like, all right, shield, uh, arcane ward up. So I have uh, I have this totally not temporary HP of whatever my level is, all the shit. It's like also I have shield, so my AC is plus five now. I'm just the, I'm the anti mega wizard. Abjuration, they're great. It's fucking it. If you want to piss off dungeon masters, play an abjuration wizard. Uh, that or an armor, ar- an armor artificer. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, technically, yeah, I never died as a, as a character, um, me, but as a DM, I've killed, uh, yeah, I guess five, technically. Okay. Mm. Uh, hey, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to participate in this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, re- a funniest, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't really, like, I'm trying to remember, so I think I've got, me- so, kill the player in Stars Without Number. Kill, uh, did I kill someone in the first D&D game? I don't, maybe, maybe, I don't remember. Definitely killed somebody in Apocalypse World at some point, but fuck if I can remember. I don't think anyone died in Souls of Steel. Uh, nothing in Blades. Um, Shadowrun, technically no, but I think I was, if I remember correctly, someone almost died and I got real lenient with that one. Uh, uh, there were a few instances of that. Yeah. Never uh, me, though. Smile. Star Wars. <laughs> it was never me, though. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, I, I think I got close. I'm trying to think. Dungeon World, definitely someone. I think the fighter character died, but that I don't remember what the circumstances was on that one. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think anything else. Nothing else popping in, but yeah, I mean, current game. I think we've had five deaths or four deaths. I think hey. probably the funniest one was Brett's second character, Xenophon, getting absolutely dicked on. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably, but that one was funny because he just got pounded into the dirt. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the best I mean, part about always, that was I'm good. gonna cast fireball. <laughs> yeah, just nothing. The Wait, fireball did nothing because they were all immune to fire damage. Yeah, that X. was pretty funny. Shortly afterwards. Yeah, because in the current game, Django died, Kai died, Zephyr died, Xenophon died, Guyanus died. That's five. And then did Kai die again? Or is it just I don't believe so. He got close a few times. So five in the current game, six for sure from stars, and then probably somewhere in the range of like eight, eight to nine of other games that I'm not remembering. Jeez. Um, for me, for for your personal player character, most funny, I, I, it's probably Barrick for sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrick was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me dying is bad. That wasn't me killing someone, but me dying as Barrick was hilarious. Just dicked on by a house. <laughs> we got this, guys. Smack, yeah, smack, yeah, smack, that's smack, the part. Smack, smack. Yeah, yeah. No, guys, we fucking got this. Stop being pussies. We're going to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. We, uh, did not. I, uh, <laughs> it's like, all right, and that's uh, 60, that was 10, almost a total uh, party wipe, it's too. Like, wait a minute. Yes, it was almost a TPK. I think the funniest thing about that one, too, was not only me being like, we got this and we definitely didn't, uh, but also <laughs> Sam going, all right, so that's 36 damage. And I'm like, okay, I'm alive. And Sam goes, all right, for the second attack, and I go, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, a, that's about 36 damage. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm still fine. alive. That's the, he's like, uh, okay, hold on. Let me roll for the second one, everyone collectively. <laughs> what? Second yeah. one. Yeah, what? second attack. 
Yeah. Uh, I will say <laughs> I will say one that was funny. Uh, this wasn't me running the game. I was a player in this game, but the Apocalypse World mm. game I played. Uh, <laughs> there was a point where the one of the characters was a driver and his car was a big um, not a tractor, but the I can't think of what they're called. The thing that's got the big blades in front that picks up big, huge fields of wheat. Oh, the combine. Yes. He was driving around a combine. Um, and the two characters were in the combine and they got into a fight over something and the driver character pulled the shotgun on the other character kicked her out of the combine and chased her down the field with a shotgun (laughs) and then glicked her in the face Jesus that was player to player by the way that was not an NPC yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so funny that was a pretty funny one (laughs) come here bitch yeah, he he fucking yeah he did some stereotypical Farmer Brown shit, chased her ass down. I can't. Uh, I, I I would love to know, right? Because like they're teammates. How did that go nah. so south so quickly? So that's the thing. In Apocalypse World, it's not assumed your teammates. Oh, your people. What? Apocalypse World is all about the polit the like the not the politics, but sort of the what it's like to live in the community. So like all of the players live in the same area and exist together, but it is not assumed that they are friends or teammates. It, the only assumption oh. Apocalypse World makes is the player characters know each other in some capacity. It could be good or bad. So like you hmm. can start huh. a game and hate one of the other player characters uh, based on the questions at the beginning of the game when you do, uh, do character creation. Uh, So these two characters were not friends, no, or allies in any way. They were trying to potentially work together at some point, and then it went south. I don't remember why it went south either, but yeah, it went south. (laughs) So that really is the fucking Ron Burgundy. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, I mean, it is also worth pointing out, though, in Apocalypse World, a character has to die four times before they're totally off the table. Uh, So the character was not gone. The character just came back fucked up. Just defaced. (laughs) Uh, no, so we we sort of because of the way. So when you die in Apocalypse World, you take uh, you have an option. There's like four, three options. The fourth one is just you're dead. Um, but you have three <laughs> options that are like you come back a little weirder. Take plus one weird. You come back different than you were before. Come back as a different playbook or you come back with something else or something like that. There's like a third one. I don't remember exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, we sort of intentionally kept it ambiguous, like the the glickied in the face part. We intentionally kept ambiguous so the the character could come back, however the player felt like, basically. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which ones. Yeah. Here, oh, here we go. You come back when life becomes untenable, is the phrase. You come back with minus one hard. You come back with plus one weird. You come back. You change to a new playbook. The fourth one is just you die. Uh, I think she did minus one hard. Uh, because she got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> there's about a larger fucking attitude than there was 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Nice. Fair enough. Yeah, that was a pretty funny one. But that was not me. Yeah, that wasn't me running a game. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing particularly. Usually, me killing a player is like, it's it's always you know it's always in like a combat scenario. I've never really had it where it's been like wacky fictional antics. Although, or like a trap or something where yeah, it's like, all right, no. pull the lever, crunk. Although we did have, when we were playing the sprawl, there was a point where, uh, Sam, you might remember this, where one of our yeah. one of our fellow players uh, fell out of an air duct vent into like a room <laughs> with a guard. 
and basically did the scene where you fall down from the ceiling and look up at the guns pointing in your face. Yeah, that happened to him. Oh, and that almost went real bad because not only did he have to deal with that guard dude, which he did not do very well, he also had to get mm. out of the building. <laughs> yeah. And then Good Sam's times. character had to save his ass. Yeah. Um, yep. You may see a running theme with uh, any game that has to do with a uh, cyberpunk setting. Where I build <laughs> yeah. a character and they work fine and everybody else builds a character and they work. That particular scenario wasn't okay. necessarily a bad character build so much as a bad decision making and, Very unlu- bad and unlucky rolls. Yeah. Also the events like, oh, this is an Albuquerque. There what is the a fuck? lot yeah. that could have gone better with that entire sequence. I mean, there was for sure. This was also the character who was the hacker. So, I, you know, I just, they probably shouldn't have been in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> so every yeah. time I think about the hacker, I think about what was set up. About yeah, underclock. Your name is Overclock, more like underclock. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because that was his hacker name, Overclock, and then he fucked up a few times, and everyone, we all called him Underclock. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, my second question seems to to not really pertain to really anyone like, I mean, is. uh if you'd lost your care if you did lose a character as a player how did it affect you and i know for you you literally couldn't give a fuck <laughs> oh me yeah uh yeah i mean well i mean to care like i cared when claude died i was like ah oh, damn but like i don't get yeah, I don't get super deep into it. Barrick didn't affect me at all because I didn't have long enough to really give a shit on that Literally one. It was like a session and a half session. or something. Yeah. No, a session. A session. <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't long enough for me to get real attached. See, that's like a green text video himself. I can see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Buried himself, walked out the door, got murdered. Yeah, buried my last character, died with my second character. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Showed up on the I third day with his third character and went, what the fuck happened to that guy? Yes, yeah, <laughs> I just remember being like, hey, Josh, do you, uh, do you want to bury yourself? And he said, okay. And I said, yeah, died. let's do it. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, I don't, it's not like, I don't give a shit sounds like, you know, big whatever it's not that but like yeah i'm not i don't get like super deeply emotional about it uh i was a little i was a little uh sad about claw dying because there was some more i kind of wanted to do with him but you know whatever that's fair <laughs> uh matt you said you know didn't lose a character no i've never right. lost a character i haven't well again I've, i don't have that many player characters hey matt you want to join my game <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can find I my dragon board druid and then just get fucking, you know, giant wait, building you know, smash on say, it. Josh, uh-huh. are you sure? Because he wants to play Kermit DeBard. Don't That's forget that. Oh, yes, it, I forgot about Kermit DeBard. It, it, yeah. it won't matter if I kill him in two sessions. Hey, you fellow adventurers. No. <laughs> I'll just, uh, I'll just, you know, I'll, uh, what was, what was the kobold? <laughs> 11 days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, was the fuck, thing? what was his name? <laughs> Can't remember his name, but I'll just do that to Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. cry, yeah. Grunge only live 11 days. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. I have 11 days to make my, you know, know, Rainbow (laughs) Connection album gets yeeted by Fire Giant. Yep. (laughs) How old are you? 11 days. How long do kobolds usually live? 11 days. Yeah. Oh, Uh, no. Oh, no. I love Chris (laughs) Perkins. Squirt? Squint? What the hell was that character's name? Yeah. Uh, uh, spurt, I think. Spurt. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. I like how that, he literally just—they just—they just handed him the cobalt uh, inventor. Uh, inventor stat yeah, block, yeah, the yeah, one that has like a giant <laughs> backpack of shit. Yep. 
Like, oh, what's this goop? That was my brother. Oh, God. <laughs> the fucking rat on his stick once. Fucking exploded. Yep. <laughs> Anybody, uh, even if you don't like Critical Role, like, whatever your feelings on that show are, it doesn't fucking matter. That's one of the funniest clips in, in fucking actual play history. Just the short violent life of spurt the kobold. I think he was there for literally 30 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, like 30 minutes or less. Nice. Amazing. Oh, a glorious death through yeah, jar I, bees out of fire giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Instantly I'm, mushed. Yeah, I, I think the super cut is like three minutes or something. It's yeah. super short. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's real great. bad. <laughs> oh, Hold on. Fuck. I'm actually going to check Spurt the kobold. <laughs> Super but, uh, cut. I'd say. But yeah, I've never, I've never, I mean, I've all, again, the, the lizard wizard, he's, he's, again, I. He's graced the tingies of death. I, I didn't, yeah, he, I think he, he's only gotten un, uh, knocked out once. And I think that was because of, uh, like, we were, again, Storm King's Thunder. We're trying to, we're going from one town to another with a big caravan. Frost giants just fucking start raiding the caravan. Me, I'm like, okay, I'll stay in the like I, I did the, the the dumb thing and split the party. I'm the squishy wizard way in the back of the caravan. The rest of the party are in the front of the caravan. And I'm like, don't worry, guys, I'll cover the rear. And they're like, Are you sure, Matt? And I'm like, Yeah, don't worry, I got this. I'm a wizard. I'm fine. I I, I can handle it. I'm a wizard. I can yeah, handle it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a wizard. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you Frost lied to them comes like over. that. That's my ass, right? and I'm like, oh. <laughs> literally, like one shots me, no shield, shield couldn't do shit. I fucking out. And I think uh, in Storm King's Thunder, they give giants like extra like abilities. And I think the Frost Giant had the one where like if they hit you with a the move, they just send you flying, like that one scene in Hellboy <laughs> where he's fighting the three giants. So yeah. I go flying, I'm crumpled, I'm broken, I'm a lizard wizard, and I'm just like, well. You know, I've had a good run. It's been a good run. <laughs> good run of four level, five levels, six levels, whatever I'm. <laughs> uh, and luckily, my team was able to save me before I uh, I died. Before you exploded. <laughs> yeah, because they literally just see this frost giant destroying the caravan. Baseball, like, like a golf ball, fucking hit me across the map. And they're like, all right, well, we got to go save Matt. Also, goddamn it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I wonder how Matt's doing. Ah, yeah. Flies in the distance. I'm like, oh, well, I guess he's getting fucked. Uh, I think the, oh, the best part too was, because uh, in in Lost Minds of Fendover, there's the, the character Droop, the little goblin. A lot of people, like, it's supposed to be just be a friendly NPC. My lizard wizard ended up adopting him as his apprentice. God damn it. So, literally, goblin, goblin, like, wizard. It's like, all right, master, go get the frost shine. You got this. I'm like, yeah, don't worry, kid. I'm a wizard. Pfft. Oh! <laughs> fucking don't worry, kid. I'm a wizard. Just sees me. Just <laughs> fucking <laughs> Team Rocket's blasting off again into the distance. Uh, fuck. I can't believe you turned that kid into a fighter lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry about a kid. You know, yeah, I, that's, that's my closest uh, closest I've come to character death. Oh my god! I just uh, there, there what that reminds me of the the have you ever seen have you guys seen the animated Justice League movie uh, War or Justice League Dark? No, I've no. seen clips. Though. The one where, where Green Lantern gets fucked. No, 
<laughs> you go see what he's doing. <laughs> so he's fighting like uh, Darkseid's parademons. Or it's when Darkseid and the parademons rock up. And he goes, sit back and enjoy the light show, guys. Big Green's got this. Oh, yeah. And then he, he beats flies his up ass. and punches him. And his yep. construct explodes <laughs> on Darkseid's face. Yep. And Darkseid just backhands him into a building, and the par- the the parademons just drop down and punch him while he's yep, down. Yep. He accidentally gets bully beat down. So yeah, he bad. get he get, he gets JoJo'd a little bit. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> and I just love to sit back and enjoy the light show. Big Green's got this. Yep. He in nice. fact did not have this. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I, I have not watched this. that movie, but I know that scene. It's yeah. really good, actually. All of those movies are fantastic. Wasn't a fan of the last one, but you know. Yeah, the, the, the demons coming in real quick and just punching the shit out. It literally looks like a meme. It's hilarious. Yeah, it does. It's fantastic. <laughs> they just jump into bang, bang, bang. <laughs> it's a great clip. Uh, <laughs> they also use the best canned punch sounds for yep, it. Yep, like, yep. <laughs> it looks like a meme. It like doesn't look like a real scene. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And Sam, like you said, you. Mm-hmm. Yep. No character death so far. Nope. So. Oh, we'll, we'll see about I'm how trying long that hard. Lasts, I'm but. trying hard, Sam. Don't you worry, bud. I may or may not have bullied the shit out of Sam last session. Yeah, he is. Sam got <laughs> fucking. I lift okay. these up and put them down. You got the, yeah, the Yogo uh, treatment? Yes. Uh, uh, a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's it's fine. I took the tough feet for a reason. It was also hey, hilarious, yeah, there you go. Matt. It was also hilarious because uh, my players fought an ancient shadow dragon, uh, and he did he did the shadow breath on turn one, yeah. and they all failed and were all incapacitated. So he just got another turn. Yep. Nice. Yeah. It's fucking rude, is what it was. And it's like, yeah. Oh, and I rolled. Hey, he got his breath weapon back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. sir. Yes, he did. Oh fuck! It's great. I went. He got this too. Oh no! Two. Oh no! <laughs> Isn't that like the best in D anD D? Like, looking looking back in the moment, it sucks. But looking back at it, it's the funniest, it was amazing. It's like, what are you talking you know, about? Yeah, guys, this is just like guys. Yeah. Don't worry, I, we got this. It's like it's just a shadow dragon, no problem. Incapacitate, <laughs> guys. Don't worry, I got said... this. I'm a wizard. Gets fucking yeeted by a giant. <laughs> oh no! Like, oh, no, no, no! It's always these moments in D anD D. Suddenly, great. I don't absolutely got this. Not. Yeah. He went, damn, this group that has been fucking with every encounter that I've ever designed, I finally got one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, so I, I I had the moment of, uh, my players had the moment of, oh no, and I had the moments of Lamau. Uh, <laughs> the boss after Ty died, who is like basically Solid Snake, which is like this super commando character, had a retaliate ability where if you hit him with a melee attack and missed, uh, he like CQC'd your ass uh, and he could do like a, uh, it's it's the lingering injuries from GM Binder. He could inflict one of those, one of the bludgeoning type ones for 24 hours. So one character, one of the NPCs ran up, swung once with a hatchet, missed, broken arm, swung again, missed, broken arm. And I was like, wow, this, This is unfortunate. This is the Monty Python Black Knight. It's like, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, like, oh. yeah, yeah. It was bad. And then, like, immediately, uh, Moon's character went swinging, arm shattered. And I was like, yo, please. This man just did, like, the joke is, oh, we take knees. No, my man just took elbows for an entire fight. Oh, yeah, the knee tendies. Uh, that was mm. a classic. He took, he took Brett's knees. He kicked Brett's character's knee in. And I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was, it, he, despite the oh. fact that it was one dude, one uh, slightly stronger dude and his four <laughs> goobers, uh, they did a number. Uh, they stunned the the like main lackey for like six turns. Nice. They just they just had an ability as like, yeah. So they had an ability called blue screen, which is like, you fucking you take something and you throw it at somebody and be like, ooh, like think fast, chuckle nuts, and they just get um enamored by it. The 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 actual in like universe reason is he took a walkie-talkie and beamed the dude in the nose with it at like point blank. <laughs> but I didn't realize that it, it, the fine print at the very, very bottom of the thing, after like it's like a wall of text. This tiny little fucking thing at the bottom is like they're no longer stunned if they take damage. Just oh. that you gave me all this text, and I, I of course I didn't read the final sentence. So for like six rounds, he got some beefy shit on him and just didn't get to use any of it. And then the, he got he was unstunned for one round, made a pretty good hit, and then exploded again. And I was like, oh okay, well. There goes well. Marco. <laughs> uh, that being said, I guess since I'm the only person who said a character, uh, no, sorry, that's true. I'm the only person who was like, "Oh, my character died." <laughs> um, honestly, I was, I was, so I had, a, I had a, a nice wide range of emotions. Because first, I was in denial, as you know, you usually are. You're like, "I can't, no, no, surely not." Like, surely I'm not actually dead, right? And then a few rounds went by, and I was like, "Oh, I'm dead." Oh, fuck! And then I got really annoyed. Like I got mad and I was like, well, how the fuck could we have survived this? This is bullshit. I'm like, I, I just started like molding in my seat for about 20 minutes. And then after that, I, I kind of was like, bruh, <laughs> like we really just got fucking clowned. <laughs> like I, I speed ran the phases of grief. And at the end, I was like, damn, I got Wait, fucked. That when, was so when good. You, when you killed your player? No, when Django died. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. When Ty died, I was like. This is going to be so interesting for the narrative, but like, damn, I wish it didn't have to come to this. Um, no, oh, yeah, yeah, no, when, when Django died, I sped ran the phases, of the phases, the phases of grief in about 30 minutes. And by the end, I was like, damn, dude, this sucks. But that was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, I did. Also, it was a good Django, Django did also get grounded, pounded. He did. Really? It was it was the the. It was Kai getting charmed and then get him getting double teamed. That was like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Off tank is fucking me yeah. now. God damn it. Yeah. You know, as off tank is want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just there to make my life harder. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're talking about tabletop or, you know, the MMOs. It, it happens yep. every time. Yep. This is an irre irrefutable law of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tank was born to fuck you. <laughs> God, I, this is a side thing. I just, I remember uh, my first time I did Ramu Extreme mm. and we had, <laughs> we had this one guy who was main tanking and the, the guy who was off tanking. I don't exactly remember what the mechanics for Ramu Extreme are, but I do. I know you need an off tank for something. And he just kept fucking it up. Like if he was if he wasn't grabbing aggro at the start, despite being like I'm off tank and immediately doing his provoke, and we just sat there like what doing? Um, we That's died right. twice to Ramu Extreme, and he was like, I can't play with players who suck and quit, and we were like, All right, bye. <laughs> and then we he was immediately bye, replaced bitch. by by far the widest, girthiest gunbreaker I'd ever seen. <laughs> 
<laughs> and his name was Tharn, and he was so chadly because he rocked him, guys. He was like, he rocked him, was like, hey guys, uh, is it cool if I off tank him? We were like, sure, dude. We just lost ours. <laughs> he goes, all right, cool, thanks. And then immediately provokes, and we were like, no. Oh my fuck. god. Is happening. Oh, they're all. And idiots. then we wiped again. Yep. And then uh, the second time he was like, "Oh, mm. my bad. I don't know why I did that." We were like, no, really? <laughs> "I don't, you don't know why I did because that because we don't know either." Why did you do that? <laughs> what a response! I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just surprised you remember his name because he was so wide on his brain. You don't understand. He was such a chungus that I can't forget him. This is just reminding me of having bad healers, and I don't have the capacity to remember all of their names. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, like, does mean, it remind yeah. you of magnets? I, no, that that'll never leave. The magnets. Dude, <laughs> how did they work? Hey, Matt, do you know how Wait. magnets work? <laughs> I just assume it's some sort of black magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's the right answer, you know, Matt. Yeah, 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 that's the answer that everybody else would give. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Death in 14 isn't permanent, but it definitely takes a piece of me every time I have to revive someone. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I remember us playing, I, I know we have to get back, but I remember not... us playing Aurum Vale. Do, we were doing grinding, and then Sam Resmi went, that's your one. And I went, what do you mean? He went, yeah, no, that's your one. That's the only time I'm resing you. And I was like, wait, but I died by something that was not my vault. And he went, Shame. And, and that was your one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Thanks, Spike. Yep. It's like, thanks, bud. Um, Fucking shame. I don't think you died again. <laughs> Do what again? Be like, that's your one. No, I, I don't think you died again. That's no, no, I don't think I did. <laughs> See, you took it to heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to be firm for fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me gets killed because guy takes the stupid umber fruit thing, and then Sam being like, "Well, you fucked up, kid." <laughs> this is the same shit as you guys not not respecting my lane of fire in fucking dark tide me being like you taking the ammo as well and you're like well which aim better forehead it's <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing but okay i i genuinely can't complain about being shot in dark tide because you know big target so yeah i don't use, i don't use guns true what what's a gun exactly you, you mean stick magic magic space stick right Oh, I, sure. I, I I have big stick and you big, still have to aim the magic seat. space stick. Yeah, I still have to aim, but you know I don't I don't need bullets. I don't need Matt, ammo. don't you know that stabs are just magic guns? All right, mm. let's get off this. <laughs> <Sound like idiots>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this this is one that that Josh, I think you can you have quite a bit to say on. Oh uh, God, no, don't. What game hand? <laughs> what game system do you think handles character death in the most interesting way? Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went from God no to, oh, wait, no, hold on. I have, I have thoughts for this. Hmm. Uh, everyone take a shot. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do, I like the mechanic for Apocalypse World a lot, but I think it's worth pointing out. So, <laughs> uh, Dungeon World also kind of has a fun one because you make a last breath roll and that can have some fun implications. 
mm-hmm. uh, just by nature of being a Powered by the Apocalypse move system. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Apocalypse World Especially 1 is fun because, A, you have to die a couple of times, so you can kind of do some crazy shit every once in a while. B, the implication is that your character comes back different, so it's not like it's not like a non-factor, right? Your character comes back different in some way. Um, and also, it fits the vibe of an apocalyptic setting where someone sort of dies like off screen or in a weird way or something crazy happens and then they come back with a fucking you know like robo arm or some shit and everyone's like how did you survive you know like that's very on genre Mm -hmm. that being said that same kind of system I don't think you can apply to everything um I I agree don't like for example uh cause me and Sam talked about this a long time ago uh Shadowrun has a uh, I hate this so much yeah Shadowrun has a stat in the game that's sort of like a luck stat I forget exactly well fifth edition Shadowrun I don't know if this is in other editions or not um and I I don't remember what the name of it is but it's 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 sort of uh, edge it's it's edge edge okay it's edge points I don't know it's the Star Wars one isn't it uh, sort of, yeah. Fates, yeah. Uh, Star Wars calls it the Force die, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. So Edge in Shadowrun lets you. It, it, it basically it gives you a. You can spend it for bonuses and stuff, but also, uh, one of the things you can spend it on is um, to tell the GM to fuck off and you just don't die. Even if you've been literally shot point blank in the head with a shotgun, you can spend edge and just say, no, I don't die. Just pull a Boromir and, moment. You're like, ah! Yeah. And then the GM no, no, has no, no, to no, no. like, don't die. At no, all. you don't die like, at all. Oh. You live. Even if it makes oh. absolutely zero, the bad guy could shove a grenade down your throat and you can spend an edge point and live. You just punch yourself and in then, the gut, wretch it up and run away. And then the, the GM has to somehow figure out that's why. Why or oh, how? The grenade was a dud. Oh, yeah. Have fun pooping that out later, bud. Well, the problem is you would have to spend the fate point, the edge points after you knew you died, which means all the damage and everything resolved. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the grenade exploded, and you somehow still lived. Uh, <laughs> Fascinating. So the main. All the shrapnel exploded outwards, missing every vital organ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the reason that's more of a problem in Shadowrun is because A, it's not interesting because all it does is just negate whatever happened and that's fucking boring, which Apocalypse World does not do. Also, Apocalypse World very specifically says when you die, uh, you like you can't come back immediately. You know, you have to f- be gone for a while and come back like next session, next couple of scenes, something like that. The GM is supposed to turn away from you, right? So you can't just die and then immediately get back up. You have to be off screen for a while and then come back in in a more like, you know, dramatic moment, basically. Um, where a shadow run, it's literally just, no, I just negate whatever just happened. Uh, so yeah, not exciting, but also in a cyberpunk setting, that's kind of weird and off brand. Cause part of the point of like a cyberpunk thing is like lethality and you could die at any minute. And that's part of the rush of being like a runner in a cyberpunk setting, right? Is like shit's dangerous. So it's very weird to just be like, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Blades of the Dark also actually, uh, the 
death. Well, mm-hmm. so Blades, yeah, actually, no, now that I think about it, Blades of the Dark has some very interesting ideas because Blades of the Dark, mm-hmm. while you are dying, which is to say when you're at like three harm, you can still do shit. Uh, it's just hard yep. and you have to spend stress and you'll eventually basically run out of energy, but you can still do shit for a while. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Um, but then also, if you die in the Blade setting, you could become a ghost. And if you become a ghost, you could possess some, you could play as a ghost. There's a ghost playbook, so that's pretty lit. Yep. Uh, you can possess someone's body and become a vampire, because that's how you make vampires in Blades. Or your teammate can make you, uh, like, steampunk suit and put you in the robot. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and there's all sorts of, like, crazy special rules you have to deal with if you are a ghost vampire or an uh, automaton. I forget what they call the robot dudes. Um, so... Yeah, that Blades of the Dark, that's a pretty good one, too. Um, you know, and uh, what was the other? I feel like there's one other one I'm not thinking of. Those are, those are I think, the main ones. I'm trying to think. Look at the old books. I will say, actually, uh, a, a lot of people mention <laughs> that uh, D&D's, like, dying and death mechanics are shitty, right? And they're not great. But I think there's a really good kernel of an idea for the dying mechanics in, in D&D. Like, mm-hmm. there is a fun tension to like, all right, everybody pause what you're doing. It's the player who's dying's turn. Everybody looks. The dice hit mm-hmm. the table. Everyone looks at the number. All right, it's a 10. We're good. It's a 10. It's a 10. Everybody, it's a, you know, everyone declares. It's a 10. It's a 10. We're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. Everybody rolls. Ro- first roll goes. It's a two. Everyone goes, oh, oh, mm. uh, You know, like, <laughs> there's good moments there. So, like, I don't hate it inherently. It's just the problem is, the problem with that is it's fun for everyone else. It's not fun for the player who's dying. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you have to wait. It's basically you, you're... You lose a turn. You the only thing a, you do is you roll this. Deck. You lose a turn, and then everyone's staring at you like you're in a in a cage you're at the on zoo. The spot, yeah. Uh, so it's. Kind, we'll uh, say there's, there's 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 also the added stress of okay, they did actually die. Now we have to worry about how we revive them if we even can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like you know, if you have the revival spells, it's just like. Mm. Yeah. So, but again, you know, I, I, there's an idea there. I think there's some potential there I th- I, it's funny um xp to level three made a video not that long ago uh that was talking about how he hated the dying rules and how he hated uh he, he was actually complaining about conditions like stunned which is a whole other thing um and oh, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah, came up with this system where uh and he's using it in the strict saving game which so we'll see how you know how it plays out oh but, god he's still in strict saving what no he yeah. just started the strict saving game they only had the first oh session. he did wait Oh, what the fuck? They've been talking about it because they've been planning it, but it hasn't. Oh, the I'm game confusing did not with the one shots he ran. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's a different thing. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah, strict yeah, saving okay, bye, campaign bye, bye, bye. just started. Um, But he was uh, so the rule he's using, and I don't know if I like this or not, but, you know, it's an idea uh, was like when you're dying, you could still do uh, actions and shit, but they cost levels of exhaustion. And then he's using the 10 point exhaustion from one D&D. Mm. So you essentially have, you know, nine points to burn till that 10th yeah, one. Yeah. Um, okay. And it was like an action cost three points, a bonus action cost two and like a move or something cost one, something along those lines. I don't know if I'm 100% on board for that idea, but it's it's an interesting idea. You know, he's kind yeah. of sort of I think you can also choose to not do anything was part of it. Um, you know, there's a little kernel of an idea there for sure. So do you still 
Does he still? Because I don't. I, I don't think I finished the video. Does he still like have you roll a death save? Yeah. So the yeah, I don't remember exactly how it works. I, I don't remember if it's it's either if you choose to do nothing, you roll the death save. If you choose to do something, you don't roll the death save. But that gives you another turn or something like that. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that part. But you know, point being, huh. he's playing with the idea, and I think it does yeah. point out that, like, yeah, five E's like dying mechanics. There's a little something, something there. I do think a big problem five E has, though, is the fact that uh, you can just yo-yo forever. And I, I, I yeah. do wish they would do something about that. Uh, yeah, because I know in my my game, I homebrewed the whole like. Because my players thought it would be too rough if the first time you go down you get exhausted. So we have it in our group, uh, homebrew rule that the second time you go down in combat, then you, you start getting levels of exhaustion every time you see that's out. O- see that's okay. The problem is exhaustion rules as they currently work. The first level doesn't fucking matter. The second mm-hmm. level's annoying. The third level is oh shit. So like yeah, there's kind of a there's kind of a disparity of like. That first level of exhaustion, you're like, oh, no, I went down a second time. I got a level. Oh, wait, that doesn't do anything. I don't care. Right. So that's why if the exhaustion system was utilized in the game more, I think that idea of gaining exhaustion from going down would be a lot better Mm. because the game uses it so little. It becomes kind of like a it's it's too mean. It's like the third time you go down. Now it's too aggressive. But the first two times it's not aggressive enough. There's like a weird ramp up, you know? But yeah, I don't know. That, like, if because that's part of the reason I think they were looking at changing the exhaustion with the one D and D play test to the like ten levels yeah. thing, so they could utilize it more. And then plus, that's just a stacking progression of minus ones. So like every, you know, it it has a good easy linear progression as opposed to the weird ex- exponential ramp that exhaustion has. Yeah. I could definitely see them adding effects to like spells that'll add or take or subtract uh, yeah. exhaustion or the new ones. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I I hope they retake a look at that we'll see mm. but yeah the yo-yo dying in 5e is definitely annoying mm. yeah pathfinder just makes it every time you go down every subsequent time you go down you're more likely to die permanently Oof. basically think- basically makes your <clears throat> death roll shittier yeah that makes sense for me right the the thing that i would have preferred uh and this is a pretty simple change to the the um, way that they do death in 5e is I just don't like the unconscious thing because like if you're if you're already incapacitated right you can't take actions you can't like you lose all your concentrations you can't do anything if you're incapacitated but the fact that you can't even like react to the world around you you're just you're just sleeping through it you know what I mean well lucky you Isaiah because the designers are on your team with that one because they're changing it oh thank fuck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're changing the they're they're changing the condition situation when you're dying. Perfect. Actually, this will this will go into something I was going to ask later on. I don't know how it's going to look exactly, but they're definitely they're definitely looking at it. Damn it! Uh, if I was going to put my two cents in, hilariously enough, I also will be talking about Powered by the Apocalypse. Um, oh shit! Sure. Monster Hearts. You I think Monster Hearts handle. You can death die handles. in Monster Hearts. Yeah. And no, you could. Yeah, you can. It's it, they talk about it. Uh, I haven't read the rules in a while, but like I assumed it was like masks. No, no, you can like die. They they very specifically talk about like uh, a really dramatic way to end an arc is for like a character who's resolved with their Bart to like you know walk out, get shot by a mystery villain, and then die in the street. And you're like, oh, 
Mm. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so the, the, basically, if you don't know, and to those of you who don't know, Monster Hearts is a uh, game that where it, <clears throat> a game in which you play as a horny vampires. Uh, yeah, a horny <laughs> monster in a high school or college. Uh, and the whole point of the game is to sort of explore your psychology and, and the fact that you are just different than everybody else and are, are, are putting up a mask, if you will, to try to hide in civilized or not really civilized, but normal society. Mm-hmm. Um, it was made by it, it's, it is a very uh, thinly veiled trans allegory and a very good one at that. The creator is trans and it's a it's just a really cool game that I would uh, recommend supporting because it's really fun. Or not, I haven't played it. It's not fun, but it looks really fun. It's also, and I want to play it really bad. It's also mm-hmm. a well-designed Power of the Eye the Apocalypse hack. Because yeah. who, baby, are there lots of shit ones? True, true. <laughs> um, and the, yeah, just the way that they handle death is really interesting because they're, you know, you can play, for example, as a ghost. And they specifically say, well, you just can't die because you're a ghost. You're already dead. Yeah. But um, one of the things it recommends is like, if you... Uh, like your death can come from resolving the source of like of what kills you or like finding your killer and bringing them to justice or coming to peace with something before you died like losing your regrets and then you pass on right but like that's the only way you can die and they they talk about how the ghosts basically one of the things that the ghost is sort of there to do is die eventually right so the fact that you can't be killed is like a punishment. Right. Um, the ghoul, the whole thing with the ghoul is that no matter what you do, uh, sorry, like no matter how many times you die, you always resurrect, but you come back less of a person than you were. And the ghoul is like the, like, you know, it, to, to the fucking weebs out there. Uh, you like crave human flesh. You look like an old person, but you've got like super strength and you don't feel pain and all that stuff. Um, the ghoul again, is very can, Tokyo-esque, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, you I, can die. I, I, Mm, I yeah, don't, no, I don't no. like the way you said that. <laughs> Look, I was trying to go past it, but nope. I, I was trying to let it go past nope. without saying anything. You fucked us both, Sam. Um, yeah, the cool thing about the ghoul, like I said, you can't die unless I think it says the only way you can die is if you are like com- obliterated, like if you get blown up in explosion, then you can die because there's nothing left to like regenerate. Classic, but. They also mentioned that that's very unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Given the um, setting. There, yeah, there are some other interesting ones, you know, like Vampire. It says you can, like, you can be killed, but it's very difficult unless it's uh, sunlight. I don't. I think even a stake to the heart is, like, the, the typical vampire, like, You're stunned. you just become stunned. stunned. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yield stasis. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Not I, I just boy. really... <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just really like the way that that the game specifically treats death at times uh, like the goal, yeah. right? Like like finding uh, peace or whatever you want to call it, and like living is the punishment. Well, uh, and and also the fact that it has sort of specialized. Uh, I don't know if they're necessarily rules, but at the very least, specialized statements about how each of the various types of monsters would handle death. True, true. Um, I actually that's very in line with the fiction in question. I did. So I I made my character for Monster Hearts because I was going to be in a game. I just never really ended up going anywhere for no real reason. It just like 
we're going to start this day. And then like a week before it was like, okay, guys, we're going to push it back a, a little while. And then a little while became forever. Silence. Yeah. 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 It was really bizarre. Yep. But um, yeah, I remember like my character was a, it's actually, it was basically, it, it was Nico from, um, from uh, Vampire the Masquerade, like pretty much the same backstory and everything. Uh, uh, for reference, Nico is like a, a, a in Vampire the Masquerade, it's like a, a non-binary uh, uh, nightclub owner. Huh? Toriador? Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like a, a non-binary night, nightclub owner who's a Toriador, and his whole thing is he wants to make like a safe haven for the vampires in the nightclub. And I think it takes place in Chicago? Yep. Yeah, Nico is basically the same, except you you swapped out a uh, vampire for ghost and uh, is in like a nineteen year old kid in high school, or eighteen year old kid in high school. And uh, yeah, this whole thing was he had to find out who moited him because he got moited in the street. And then one of the other players was a witch and took a clock of his hair for a spell. Uh, and that's one of the things anchoring him to the place. And the witch character was like, "Nope, not oh, giving you this hair." Does it have um? Does it have apocalypse style? Uh, Apocalypse World style uh, preemptive session zero questions for each characters. Yes, yes, it's very yeah. in depth. So like, yep. every character I think they're called strings yeah, or ties or something. I can't. Right. Uh, and each character has a number of these uh, these things that you can hold over other characters, and you can uh, you can trade them in for things. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's history from Apocalypse World. Yeah, yeah, and the, the witch specifically is really cool because you can use them as part of your spells. So it's like you're oath bound to me. I have control over you for right. like one command or something. Um, uh, it's also interesting because in Monster Hearts you can like monster out if you experience too much stress. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you go fucking uh, blood rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the ghost one is cool because you just your physical body dissipates and everything in the room just goes to shit. Like things get thrown. You turn get into a full around. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And the only way you can come out of it is if someone can talk you down or you can make a really, really difficult roll to roll cool and uh, like calm down. Nice. I really want to play Monster Hearts. Fuck. That game is so cool. Now you're making me <laughs> want to play Monster Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a spinoff. Not really, but kind of. Uh, it's the the Fooly Cooly tabletop that I also want to play. Mm. That, oh, yeah. handles, that handles it's not death because they specifically say you know you're playing uh like 11 to 14 year olds in an otherwise normal town you don't die typically but your character like the whole thing with with fully cooly and and uh never knows best is that your character is like striking out against the establishment uh that is that they believe to be oppressing them or trying to change them as they figure out who they are as they grow up so by dying, you don't die. You just sort of accept and fade in with the crowd. And you're like, oh, that's mm, uh, mm, that's like more real than I like. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, I didn't realize the person who made Monster Hearts is the same person who made uh, The Quiet Year. Uh, so they get banger points in my book. What's The Quiet Year? Uh, the Quiet Year is a GM-less... Uh, it's, it's sort of a, it's a role playing game, but not in the traditional sense. So everyone, uh, sort of has you, it, you're, you're building up a community 
based on a bunch of prompts from a, you basically you draw from a standard deck and there's prompts related to the deck and you go through the various seasons and you keep adding stuff to the community and each of the players is sort of adding their little tidbits from the prompts you're getting and it's sort of like a building it's like a it's more like a fiasco or a paranoia type thing where you're like building up like a world or a setting together Uh, And a lot of people use the quiet year actually as a preemptive session zero game to their apocalypse world game because you build up the little crazy community and then they play in it. Oh, that's fucking cool. I like that. Yeah, the quiet years. I I played it. I played it like once, but it's very good. Oh, I will throw in one one extra one uh, as like as a an honorable mention for how death is handled in the Mm -hmm. um, the Evangelion hack of Dark Heresy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Adeptus Ava, because they added, you know, uh, time for some nerd lore. Uh, in the series, <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion, the only way you can pilot your giant rage beast human being covered in restricting armor uh, is by synchronizing with it, like syncing your brain to its brain. Uh, and if you are in a poor mental state or you're depressed or your heart's just not in it, your, synchroni- your synchronization ratio is this, like, you know, the imaginary metric they use to see how good you are and or how proficient you can be, how sync up sync with you are, how synced up you are, fuck, with your giant human and your giant human rage beast. They talk about how you can suffer psychological attacks from the angels or physical attacks. And if you, like, get knocked out in combat, you might have, like, a broken arm or a concussion. Uh, you're you're unlikely to die from like physical damage, but psychological attacks you cannot heal from no matter what. So the game says like use them sparingly, uh, and there are ways by which you can resist the the psychological attacks. But I love the way that they that they specifically state like there's no coming back from this. Like your your mental state is in constant decline here, and. Uh, you just gotta make it. You have to try to make it to the end of the story without losing your pilot, and it, it's a little fucked, right? Because it's Ava, and they're like, if your pilot traumas out, um, whatever happens to them is up to the country that that uh, employs them. And I immediately was like, whoa, I don't like that. I don't like that they're like, mm, and Bam. get in the bag. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's that one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this one, I mean, the next question I have is, is kind of tied to the the, the second question. It, mm-hmm. For those of you who have killed players, um, yeah. how did it affect you and how did the party take it? Actually, how did it affect you? Yeah, but how did the party take it? Hmm. Well, unfortunately, my most recent game, the players that are dead aren't actually dead, or the characters. Characters that are dead aren't dead because they came back to life for reasons that were unclear, although I think you guys have sort of connected the dots at this point. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, so like, well, I guess the first time was pretty heavy, actually, now I'm thinking about when Django, because Django was the first one to die, right? So in the current, you know. So Django goes down, and I guess, from what I remember, that was kind of a heavy thing, and everyone being like, oh, okay, shit what do we do all right we got to figure out what we're doing with Django's body also we have nowhere also we just got our ass beat and we need to like my players ended up hiding out in the camp of the dude who they attacked because he fucked off and they had nowhere else to go at the moment uh, and they were all beat up so they're like all right we're gonna stay out stay here basically 
so there was definitely some heaviness there. And, you know, Isaiah, I, the interpretation I got from you was like, oh, shit, didn't expect that to happen. Um, yeah, that, that was the that was the um, the denial phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think what happened at, in shortly after was there was some uh, player intrigue immediately after as I was like, all right, Isaiah, you, you just slide over this other chat with me real quick. Um, and then the subsequently, uh, what was it? Kai was the next character to die. Uh, and at that point he went down and it was still like, a, Oh fuck, someone died. But the, the situation was much more like, all right, everybody wait, hold on. Maybe there's more to this. Let's not freak out yet. Although, Django panicked, but Django didn't. Django's a robot, so he didn't panic in the normal sense of the word. <laughs> but I do remember Django being like, "I am having feelings about this, but I do not know what these are. I do not know what feelings are." Yeah, what is yeah. J- Django was there like a pick him up. Why isn't he getting up? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, why isn't he working? Um, yeah, yeah. So that time the players were like, "Okay." Then the third time when Zafir died, it went like, "All right, all right. No, hold on. We know how this works." Okay. I think we're good. We're definitely good this time. Uh, so that, you know, it, it's it's been kind of interesting to see the changing reaction over the various times. Uh, although when you were playing your secondary characters and the two players died, everyone collectively went, oh, shit, because uh, I didn't know what to do either. Because <laughs> that yeah. one happened. I went, mm, this was not part of the plan. I I because I the encounter ended up being way wilder than I was uh, planning. Mm. Um. So I was kind of sitting there like, oh, shit. OK. Uh, and I literally I distinctly remember that one was kind of funny because my players were sitting there like, all right, so now what? And I went, all right, we're going to take 10 minutes because I need to I need to have me a think real quick. I'll be back. <laughs> I, I, I need to have a minute alone. Yeah. And I literally did. I literally I, lo- I literally walked away for a few minutes and like thought about what the plan was. And then I had a really fucking good idea. And I was like, all right, doing this. So that was interesting. Um. <laughs> As far as the other main one, I remember Stars Without Number. When the I can't remember the character's name, but when he died, it was definitely a scenario that it was like. Everyone was a little surprised because it didn't seem like it wasn't the type of like mission or scenario where it seemed likely anyone was going to die, but things just kind of started going badly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think the general reaction was like. All right, well, fuck, that's kind of inconvenient. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so, yeah. Those are, those are the main ones I remember. Mm. All right. Uh, hey, I, I, I just remember uh, everybody laughing because someone got crushed by a meat cube. <laughs> meat cube? <laughs> yeah. I, well, also, everyone laughing when was, I got eight long swords to the chest. I did laugh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty funny. After we talked specifically about long swords yes. to the chest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like the general player reaction there was like, I mean, he kind of had it coming. <laughs> Yeah, he kept I running mean, into scenarios I mean, where he was gonna fucking die. Yeah, I think what made us laugh mostly was Josh's like, "It's all right, guys. I've been here before." <laughs> he literally did the fucking the James Franco first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what made me laugh the most. Yeah. yeah. And then again, Barrick the uh, 
the, the hubris. <laughs> the hubris <laughs> being crushed. Yeah. The hubris yeah. did make it funny. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> right. And then us doing the three for three with Valente and then it not happening <laughs> and everyone going, oh, thank God. Well, I don't even think she went down at all. No, no she that's didn't. Part. Didn't, uh, no, I thought the lightning knocked her out. No. No, got close. No? Oof, got close. Real close. She had that paladin privilege. Yeah. I think I think Aridin went down once. Oh yeah, my first session with the werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he became a werewolf. Oh no, he didn't. Uh, no, 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 this is so fucking funny. I'm like, I'm like, man, these guys are having a rough go. Don't worry, I'll play the cleric. Fucking werewolf beat down. <laughs> werewolf beat oh, the fuck oh, out of me. Now I miss Dan. <laughs> Stan too. No. <laughs> Every day. I'm just uh, saying, Operation Glory Kill. Definitely still on the table. Isaiah, <laughs> we can't talk about murder on, on recording, sir. What, what do you mean? I'm not lucky. They don't, they don't know what Operation Glory Kill means. Listen, it, it's in the fantasy game. It, he didn't uh-huh. actually murder uh-huh. anybody. Uh-huh. He just committed some, you know, fantasy war crimes in fantasy world. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not real. It's make-believe. It's pretend land. Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. What about you, Isaiah? What happened? What was the deal with you? Or do you want to go last? I'll go last. All right, Matt, cough it up. Uh, oh, God, I just brain farted. What was the question? <laughs> How did your players How react you... when they got horribly murdered? Oh, uh, like the so great I joke, think, for example. So the great joke, it's it's weird because I don't think that Joe or Nano were mad. I mean, maybe, maybe they were. But th- at the time, because again, when they when they both died, I felt so bad about it. And I'm like, all right, shit, what am I going to do? I think they were both just like, oh, because, you know, Nano immediately after he died, he's like, hey, man, he's like, the Bill Murray wizard, he did a lot of fucking, he did a lot of shit. I killed two dragons as a Bill Murray wizard. He's like, I, that that's an achievement. I'll just, I'm going to do something else now. This is great. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And then Joe, again, I, I've joked with you guys that like, Joe's whole shtick is that he can't make a decision on the, the characters. Still constantly be trying to like switch stuff and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, but again, he did bring Damon back and I'll say this later. He'll, he, his uh, his character that dies in the, the three year game, it, he comes back at the end of the, he comes back. Don't worry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think the two of them were more excited about it. About ooh, we get the you know new characters, new options, all this you know stuff. Um, and a couple more books had come out at the time too, so they're like ooh, even newer options than Xanathar's. Uh, later, like and I'm saying, like way late in the campaign when I ended up killing Krug, the the barbarian. The pl- it was at the point where the players were high enough level to be like, all right, we're just gonna scoop up his remains real quick, put it in a bucket, and we're gonna just bring him back to life. And we're going to tell him not to do that again. Tell him not to do fair. that again. Very fair. Mm-hmm. How, did, so, how did the rest of the party respond? Uh, to the to the the great joke? To any of them. Any and all. Um, I think the rest of the players were more... Again, like looking back now, we all laugh about it. But I think in the moment, everyone was more like... A little salty? Oh, sh- no, not even salty. They were just like, oh, shit, we're in such a bad situation because of again they were stra- trapped in the astral sea and the two people that could bring them 
back home were gone. Because at that time, the players that were trapped on the on the airship were, or the, you know, the wild spaceship, whatever, its ship. It was the Hexblade, Warlock. No, they 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 don't they don't have seventh level spells. They they didn't have that yet. They, you know, multiclassing. Uh, not the Barbarian. Not the Shadow Monk. <laughs> not the uh, not the Drake sidekick. So uh. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna plane shift them, guys? Uh, yeah, not the paladin who's who got plane shifted somewhere the fuck else. <laughs> <laughs> so it was mostly like fuck. Not only did we like again everyone at the time, ah shit, we lost two of our members, and we can't get back home. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Ragnar later in the campaign. You know, he's been playing D&D longer than I, I've been playing. So he's like, yeah, my character, that's yeah, fine. Whatever. It do be like and then that. when the player's like, no, dude, we we're we're like level 19. We could just bring you back. And he's like, oh, good point. All right, cool. Yeah, sick. All right. Yeah. Scoop me up. Let's go. <laughs> scoop me up. Round two, baby. Yeah. Bada bing. I imagine I can't what I don't remember what the series is, but when the when the the character gets either knocked out or dies, and then like the the thing at like whatever's going on, the scene ends, and it comes back to the, one of the other character just slapping the shit out of their unconscious body. Like the screen pans down and you're whack 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 whack, and they're just slapping the shit out of them. I feel like that's how it was for your warlock. <laughs> like Krog, wake up, please. <laughs> Like, you know, you know, he's dead, right? I don't care. It makes me feel better. <laughs> um, I mean, how did how was it for me? Uh, mm. uh, my players took it rough. For sure. <laughs> they, they definitely took it rough there. There was it, the, the the air of the of the, the session was quite heavy after Ty died. Um, and it was fascinating because, again, like I didn't expect. I, I don't really know what I expected, because in the last game that we had all been in, nobody died. Like we'd gotten really close several times, but no one had died. Uh, and that one was very much a like, you know, half of us had seen Critical Role for the first time. So there was a lot of melodrama going on. Uh, so there was a lot of like. Going on, and you know, it was it was really fun, and uh, but I I didn't know how it would have been, uh, you know, now five six years later, and it, it was great. Everyone everyone immediately reverted back to uh to uh, uh uh their inner theater kid, despite the fact that I've never done theater, and I think most of them haven't. Um. Yeah, it was it was just beautifully melodramatic and it was I I was so proud of everybody. Uh, you know, rolling with the punches, not getting like actually upset. You know, or like, you know, negatively upset, right? There's like a healthy upset. Um and then the drive I saw of their characters doing more rash, reckless things for the sake of revenge and being like, don't give a fuck. I want payback. It was super cool. And then uh, the fact that they went out of their way 
to throw a funeral for this character and like they they sent him off into the water like a la viking style uh and they all had like a word to say and again there was not a dry eye and it was the most wonderful thing um myself included it was just such a like a i don't know if i could right like because i i again i i wasn't sad that like you know uh, that that snubby had to make a new character but there there was like this this weird influx of of uh empathy and compassion for for my friends who are who are you know on the face of it going through this really tough time but i think i couldn't help it to some degree uh and they all kind of came together in a really cool way you know there was a lot of like characters being like you're not allowed to run off anymore i can't lose you two and you're like oh shit god damn this is getting heavy so uh yeah that was that was my experience yeah no nah, I, I, I ain't got no i ain't got no heavy story like that got nothing for you there chief right, look, it's fine um i feel like what happened in my game is is, is probably indicative of about maybe 30 percent of DD games uh, and just the way that they're run, not really how things went. But I, uh, I definitely wouldn't take it back. It was, it was fantastic. And again, I I could not have been more proud of my players. Yeah, I don't know. I would wonder about that. Uh, like, there's no way to know this, but the like percentage of like games that get emotional and heavy and games that don't. The interesting little thought experiment there. Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, it, it, what I said is one hundred percent pure speculation. I would imagine the percentage has gone up in more recent years of games that get sort of heavy uh, by nature of actual plays tend to go in that direction because you know it makes for good dramatic viewing. It's uh, good content. Yeah. yeah. So I would imagine a lot of players are sort of getting that impression of the game. So it probably has gone up. Would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, I, however, am a sociopath, so, you know, <laughs> miss me with that shit. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, oh, here, oh, here's one that I thought was interesting. Uh, as, a, as a GM, do you try to keep your PCs from death? No. Uh, do you let the dice gods decide or are you just poking them? Are you just trying to poke them as far as you can towards the edge to see what happens? Praise Nuffle, Lord of the Dice. <laughs> so whatever happens, happens. <laughs> okay. Let God sort them out. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like if you can, if you can come up with a creative way to try to avoid it, like sure, go ahead. But like otherwise, <laughs> like the bag of holding with the meat cube. Yeah. Uh, but like otherwise, nah. Like y y your mistakes are your own. I try not to let you, uh, like get into a scenario. But like, for instance, you know. Uh, fucking black pudding in the pillar. Yeah. I, I yeah. looked at that pillar and said, Josh is going to put his arm in there and I'm not going to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, actual, no. actual answer. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Uh, let, let the dice, let the dice fall where they will. I am not the kind of person who thinks you should fudge dice because like, oh, a character dying in this fight wouldn't be dramatic. Uh, nah, fuck it. Let it happen. Um, the only time the, the, the time I will consider like budging dice or making a character do something intentionally stupid or something like that is if I fuck something up and sort of 
misinterpreted a situation, made an encounter that was too hard, uh, forgot to do something that I was going to do that would have made it manageable, you know, shit like that. Um, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I mean, my motto is, well, if it isn't the consequences of your own actions, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to step in. I will say like, if it's a scenario where someone dying is really likely like a character, you know, character being killed or taken out in some fashion. If I think it's a scenario where it's really, really likely, I will give you the ample warning. I, you know, if you're playing blades in the dark and you say, Hey guys, we're going to do a hit on the wardens. I'm going to say to you guys, you can do a hit on the wardens. You better do real well, or they will fuck you up. You know what I mean? Because they're mm. the tier four, or the wardens, or the they're like the tier four super badass fucking uh, secret police mm. uh, in the blade setting, and like yeah, they're the inspectors. Yeah, I think the warden. There's something like that. I can't remember exactly what they're called. Something along the lines of like the wardens. Um, so it's like yeah, you could do the mission against them, but I will give you ample warning. Like you know, you got to be on your toes uh, if you're playing D and D, and you're like, hey. Hey, so I know we're only level uh, eight, but what if we tried to steal from the ancient dragon's horde in the mountain? I'll be like, if you want to try, you certainly can, but I'm not going to nerf his breath weapon just because you decide to do it at level eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're fucking level three and you decide to fi- fuck with the king's arch wizard, I, I, you're I, she going to finger a death. you. I don't know what to tell you, bud. <laughs> like, you know what She's I mean? going to finger you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're level three and you roll up to water deep and you mess with Sophenia, whoops, bad person to mess with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's that's pretty much how I'm about with it. And, and and assuming you, assuming you sort of followed the general thread I'm giving, though, I will try and keep things within a good, reasonable range. And if it's intended to be a more difficult fight, I will usually hint at it or give some sort of, you know, nudge, nudge, be like, hey. Uh, and a lot of the time you can do that kind of stuff in in game too. like you could have an NPC like using the blades example. Oh, we're going to do a hit on the fucking secret police. And one of the like, you know, one of your gang members is like, I, I don't know, boss. They might fuck us up real bad if we try and do that. You know, like you could. There's lots of ways you could sort of deliver it. That doesn't have to just be literally you as a GM saying it straight up. Uh, yeah. But also, like, yeah, the unlucky kit, the unlucky crit from Gibbo Gabo the Goblin, uh, fucking taking out the sorcerer. The dice said so. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And I'm well aware yeah. many uh, many people think that's like dumb. Don't agree with that, but I, I think less than you think. I like I think the amount of people who genuinely try to like sugarcoat the game so much to keep their players actively out of harm, I think is very low. Well, I don't think it's sugarcoating so much as a lot of people are of the opinion. Usually they're talking about 5e when they're talking about this, because I think this is a this is other games have mitigated this problem enough uh, that it's less of a conversation. But a lot of people talking about 5e will say how like, oh, when you're lower level, you can have really dumb like 
undramatic, uninteresting deaths because of like really lucky or unlucky rolls. And a lot of people say you should avoid that because it's it's sort of bad for the storytelling aspect. But my opinion is you might be right in that it might be not the best for the story, but that's part of the chaos of the game part. And Mm. for my money, the game part is still important, if not sometimes more important. So like you're a lot of people when they're saying that, you know, they're sort of prioritizing that role play part. And I'm like, no, no, no game part, because, you know, for me, it's like if you just want to do a thing where you roll like play a role and tell a story, you don't really need a game to do that. You know, if you're if you're injecting the game part in, then presumably there's a reason you want the game part in there, you know, or you could play a game. Like The Quiet Year, which is a GMless game where you sort of tell a story about a community. Or you could play Fiasco, which is a GMless game where you tell a story about um, like uh, four robbers getting into like a shitty situation. You know, stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, I don't I, it, 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 embrace the dice. Nuffle, Lord of yeah. the Dice. Yeah, I think because I've always had this like whenever I talk to my players about this stuff, it's it's always like, you know, as a GM, it's like I am always rooting for my players. I want them to succeed. However, and, all, and also I always say, I'm not trying to kill your characters, but the monster know, is. Yeah, the Tarasque that I just threw in front of you is. I'm gonna run him to try and fuck. Yeah. You know, he's he wants to eat you guys. He wants to kill you. Me, Matt. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Well, it's yeah. also because uh, uh, there's the separation. It's like, all right, what does the Tarasque really want to do? It wants to eat you and stomp the shit out of you. What's that thing, uh, Matt, maybe you'll remember. Matt, Matt Colville did a video a while ago talking about, like, uh, it, it's okay to have, it's okay for, like, bad shit to happen in your game so long as it yeah. sort of makes sense, you know? So, like, for example, yeah. if your players are fighting the ancient dragon and the ancient dragon realizes that the cleric is the healer and... The ancient dragon goes, oh, okay, I'm going to kill him first. That mm-hmm. is a tactically reasonable thing that an incredibly yeah. smart dragon would do. So your players are not going to be mad about that. I, t- I told you guys that really if- happened in the Storm King's Thunder game where we're fighting Imrith, Imrith, the, the blue dragon, blue dragon lady. magic user. <laughs> yeah. And literally because she knows our party for a while, she knows who to target. Yeah, she knows who to target yeah. and then ended up killing the cleric. Yeah. Whereas if you have a pack of six wolves and the six wolves only target the cleric and the six wolves fight to the death and never, ever run away or break formation in any fashion, your players are going to be like, mm-hmm. they're that's dumb. They're wolves. Like, what the yeah. fuck, dude? Yeah. Right. So as long as it as long as the verisimilitude checks out, you, mm. then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but- yeah, I don't know. My, my thing with the with like the focusing down a player. Uh, you have to be really smart about it because, like, if the dragon hit like hits you all three times on its turn, yeah. and then every resounding legendary action is to try to kill you, that's I mean, just gonna feel shitty for the player. Yeah, no, you yeah. don't do so you that. Have be, you, you have to be smart about it. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you focus you're, uh, a lot. You like, I would say seventy-five percent, if not sixty percent, on that one player. And then, like, let's say the barbarian is like, you know, whacking the dragon in the backside. Then dragon's like. All right, well, I guess I'll use my tail action to just get rid of this fucking gnat so I can keep focusing on the cleric. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the specific example of focusing down a player isn't really the point I was making. No, I know it's not. I the just point, I'm the, saying for like the viewers. The point <laughs> the point I'm making is that you have to 
play the world in such a fashion that what happens makes you know a consistent sense within the universe you're in you know like yeah, that's really to, the to crux follow of an it. internal logic yeah it has you know that's why uh, that's why the idea of like it's that fine line that's it's kind of what i was talking about where you're warning your players there has to be the like internal logic of would your players have that information is there someone that could reasonably give it to them does it all check out because as soon as you start showing your hand too much in regards to like the idea of the sugar coating or going the opposite direction right if you show the gm hand too much and it feels like you're just doing gm fiat shit that's when players get mad players don't get mad if their character dies in the epic fight with the dragon players get mad if their character dies because they fell into a 300 foot pit trap and there was literally no indicator no way to know no way to deal with it just nothing they just fall in the pit right that's the whole yeah, rock like why why is the dragon yeah. have all these fucking pit traps yeah. all over the place that's the <laughs> whole room <laughs> that's the whole rocks fall on you and you die joe right the reason that's a joke is because that's a shitty maneuver whereas if the player falls off a cliff they were trying to climb nobody's gonna get mad about that because yeah i was climbing a cliff that makes sense yeah <laughs> but um but yeah i know also the same thing again I, I tell my players like listen you know the monster wants to kill you not me uh i'm not trying to design encounters to like you know i want you guys to be challenged but again i'm not trying to murder the shit out of you the monster might uh, but I also roll out in the open, so uh, let chaos take the world, you know? Well, also, and there's certain types of enemies that will want to actively kill you and some that won't, you know? Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Uh, and different kinds of games will sort of call for different styles of play. You know, if you're playing like a cyberpunk S game and like the enemies down the hall shoot, like shoot one of your teammates, your teammates goes down, falls, you know, falls unconscious behind cover, you know, the security guards are not going to then run down the end of the hall to make sure they stab that dying player in the neck with a knife no, because yeah, yeah. they'd be running into bullet fire. So they're going to continue to shoot at the people who are still up. That is a good oh. logical scenario. You yeah, know? The, the Matt Colville example is like the bugbear knocks out one of your your friends and then he picks the body up and uses it as a hostage. It's like, yeah, yeah. if it's a smart, if it's a smart creature, if it's uh, yeah, if it's a wolf. Yeah. You know, Wolf's not going to do that, but like, yeah, bugbear, something that can, you know, as common sense. Yeah. And, and, and it's yeah. And it's also tonally, too. It can often matter, right? Like a cyberpunk game versus a fantasy game versus a fucking mm -hmm. sci fi game. You know, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, tonal like tropes to pull on and shit there. You know, mm -hmm. it's like. <laughs> You're not going to be watching Star Wars and someone's going to take a random blaster bolt to the dome and then just like conk out like off screen, <laughs> right? That would be very totally off. You know, so staying within yeah. the sort of consistent, which is about which, by the way, is why the fantasy fight Star Wars game has a whole like critical wound situation. So you can get shot in the chest and go down, but not be dead dead because uh, it's totally off brand. <laughs> Whereas in Cyberpunk, uh, that makes complete sense if you just get domed in the head randomly sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, think I sit, like, a, a firmly in the let dice do what they may. Like, I don't, kind of like Matt said, I don't want my players to die. And if, like, I'll try to keep them from dying if I their action was directly because I didn't explain something well enough. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, if you actively yeah, fucked if, up, that's the that's the scenario. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. Um, or it becomes different. 
Yeah, I, 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 I mainly asked this question because, you know, when 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 Ant was like, I'm going to roll to to blow them up with my ice powers. I was like, all right, well, fucking you. This was this is not my devil's bargain to you. This is your devil's bargain to me. Right. Like right. this is the you've yeah. chosen this. And uh-huh. Apparently what you've chosen was violence. Um, But when. When Snubby had jumped in was there for less than 10 minutes and was like, oh, I'll do this. I, I, for a minute, like for about 30 seconds, I sat there being like, is there a way I can save Ty? Is there any way I can save her character? Because this, this seems unfair, right? And that, that's kind of what caught me because I mm. thought about it and I was like, yeah, well, having some, like being murdered is unfair, right? There's no way for this to not feel unfair. So maybe play into it, you well, know? My question would be is, as long as she was making an informed decision, then it's fine. Like, if she had jumped in, if she had jumped in 10 minutes before and then she had said, oh, I'm going to use this ability to jump in and you didn't tell her about the whole this is an auto die scenario, that Mm -hmm. would be shitty. But assuming she had that information, then she is making an informed decision. Then you go, okay, consequences of your own actions. Yeah, pretty much. So it's like. Yeah, as long as players are informed, you can like you can get away with some really brutal shit as long as players have that forethought information. This is actually slightly relating to the topic I think I'm going to do next time. Um, Now I'm thinking about it. It's, uh, you know, it's that thing where it's like it feels shitty if you're playing Dark Souls and you walk two steps forward and then the floor disappears for no discernible reason. It feels slightly less shitty if you, you know, walk two steps forward and the floor disappears. But up until that point, there had been weird magical floors the entire time. And you're like, all right, well, there's a certain amount of information I had there that I was ignoring or not paying attention to. You know? Mm. Mm. Uh. Shit, I had another thing I was going to fuck brain. Oh, I don't. Maybe this is a little spicy. Maybe I don't. I don't know if I want it. Mm hmm. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I, go, I, I will say, Josh, because the last couple of times you've done that. I know they've not been spicy takes. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say uh, the last time I've done that, everybody got mad at me. No, no. Um, I mean, last time you said, I shouldn't say this. I think this is a hot take. They've not been hot takes. That's why I'm like, such yeah, as? No, say it. Fuck it. Oh, what was the last? Oh, God. The last one, it was, <laughs> uh, oh, God. Now I'm trying. Now I, fuck. I like brain turned off. Thanks. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, uh, everyone's, you know, everyone makes the statement. I am not trying to kill you as the GM, right? You'd hope. Maybe sometimes I am. Maybe, maybe sometimes I think it would be interesting for a character to die in a particular scenario. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take. I think, I think (laughs) presenting them with a threat, knowing that that threat could like result in a death. I don't know if that's going out of your way. No, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying a little bit. There are, there have been times where I think, oh, It'd be real cool if I killed one of the characters right now. This would be a good time for one of the characters to die, and I should actively try to. I've had that thought. Mm-hmm. Have you acted on it? I don't 
think so. Nothing's immediately coming to mind. Then you're good. But like, you know, I don't know. Really, what I'm pushing it back against is the idea that like, oh, a GM can never, ever, 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 ever be antagonistic. I'm like, well, no, sometimes you can be. It's part of well, your it's part of the fun it, at your side of the table, because uh, the reason I say this is because yeah. players are antagonistic to the GM all the time. Because they sort of have to be because the 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 power structure is so, you know, leveraged in the GM side, right? So you're sort of being antagonistic to the GM out of like a necessity. Uh, and when I say that, I don't mean as a person. I mean, like, you know, as the game master, as an entity. Uh, mm. So, you know, sometimes it's OK to, you know, maybe be a little be a little antagonistic back as the GM is a little bit of your fun on the table. Obviously, you can't be doing it all the time because that, you know, could get out of I hand. Think- I don't know. I don't like the word ant- antagonistic, but like there are times where you can like mess with the players or pull some things like, That's the antagonism. Mo- like that. N- well, no, because antagonism is more of like mean spirited or aggressive. No, at least that's well, how I think of it. Well, so I think I think Josh means antagonistic in the the literal like definitive form of the word, right? Where you were just op- like opposing them. A person who actively mm. opposes or is hostile to someone or something. Yeah, yeah. the hostile bit. That's what I mean. Well, hostile. That's, that's hostile, why I, I hostile doesn't mean mean or aggressive necessarily. Hostile just means I'm going against what you want. It doesn't have okay. to be like this is you can have an antagonist in like a story or a narrative who is not actively hostile or has any ill will towards the main character, but they're actively, uh, they're act or not, sorry, not actively angry or has any ill will towards the main character, but they're actively pushing against the main character for some reason. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mean. No, it doesn't have to be mean, but most of the time when you talk to people online or anything about anti, anti, uh, oh god, I can't antagonistic antagonism, antagonistic DMs, English, Matt. Most of the time, it's a negative connotation. It's the DM who is actively trying to kill players, is actively ruining the game for the players on the players' side because they want to win. Yeah, I, and I'm well, not saying that's like that. I'm not saying that that's how it is all the time. But when you talk to people through, you know, Discord, Reddit, whatever, online, that's the idea that most people get when it comes to antagonistic DMs. What I'm saying is those people are throwing the baby out with the bathwater a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because I think the idea of a little bit of antagonism in both directions can have an aspect of fun. And the real difference, the main difference is the intent behind it. Right? Because if you're sort of being antagonistic to the players as a GM, the intent is probably, you know, you have some sort of little, it's a little jab. You have a fun idea. It's a little something, something to spice things up. You're not doing it with the intent of, I'm going to make sure they have a bad time. That's like a totally different thing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, unfortunately, most cases when people say this, that's not how it is. No, I know. But I'm pushing, what I'm saying is I'm pushing against... I'm pushing against the declarative statements because me no like, mm. you know, I, I have any time anyone says you should never, ever do this and you should always do this. I don't like nevers and I don't like always because, 
you know, it's almost it always be, it almost always lol. It almost always becomes a throwing the baby out with the bathwater situation when you make those statements. Mm-hmm. There's no way to get out of that sentence trap I put myself in. No. Yeah. Got him. There is no getting out of that. But yeah, like, you know what I mean? So like anytime someone's like, GM should never, ever be antagonistic. It's like, well, it's about the intent. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, the intent and the execution are very important. Yeah. Mm. Do it like if it doesn't feel like the GM is like shitting on you, then you're good. You know, that's that's the that's the circle. That's the square. You really got to circle like. <laughs> if, if it feels like a fuck you from the GM, then it hasn't been done right. You know what I mean? Yes. Comma. Devil's advocate. <laughs> there may even be an argument for something like the Tomb of Horrors. I can't think of it at the moment, but someone may have made an argument for that sort of thing. Maybe. I, I, I don't like, know. You know? Because that was oh, very that was very intentionally made with intent oh, yeah. well, to Gar- like you're gonna have a bad time. Well, Gary yeah. specifically made it not to antagonize the characters. Right. It was to, to antagonize the players, the human beings, and being like, "Fuck yeah. you! Use your brains. Don't look at your character sheet. This is I'm challenging you." And it's like, Gary, I wanted to play dice. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. like, "No." But like, there's maybe an argument you could kind of see what he's getting at there you know like i don't know okay i mean he didn't do it right but mm. <laughs> you know what i yeah, mean i mean i think that's the unfortunate mm. crux is that it didn't didn't feel like he did it very well no but I, I i would love to man i'd love to know though like sitting sitting and watching that game afterward how did those players feel did they have fun did they not have fun did they feel addictive? i really I, would, I would love to did, know there's there's a couple of different books by Gary on like you know creating D and D and shit. I think someone actually turned it into a comic too. I want I would so, I want to be there with those like, players. Like not, I want to hear because Gary's secondhand, right? I want to know what those players were thinking. At the end of that, you know what I mean? There's no way to uh, know, but up, it would be interesting. Well, no, look up. Uh, there's interviews with his son who played in his game. Right? Was he in that particular the Tomb of Horrors situation though? I'm that's assuming. The question. Yeah, because that's his son the question. Was in a lot of his games. Yeah. It's someone I want to hear from someone who's alive who was in the Tomb of Horrors game. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's not here. There, there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it fucking did. <laughs> I'm, not de- horror, I'm not defending my statement. Me. I'm not defending my statement. Fuck your players. Beat them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm gonna just double down. Gosh, take away their magic items, minus yeah. their level character levels. Oh god, that shit. <laughs> that shit was brutal. Back I in keep, the day. Yeah, I keep joking because my players are level four right now, and they're like, Matt, level five. It's so much shit's gonna happen. I can't wait. And I'm like, you know what, guys? Let's just let's just go back to level three. I think we were having a better time at level three. Guys, you know, you know what what I found say? this I cool just... homebrew dragon that has a level down breath. <laughs> and every time, like all my players are like, no, Matt, please, I need level five, especially uh. my buddy Wolf, who's you know, again, the multi-classer. He's two levels of one thing, two levels of another thing. He's like, Matt, I just want to hit level three, please. God damn it. And I'm like, no, no, guys, let's just switch. Just level, let's go back. Let's go back. Level down. Actually. Level, let's level three, the level two. Let's just- y- y'all ever heard of level drain? It's a great time. <laughs> no. <laughs> please, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Uh, here, here's one that, I, uh, that I, I think, I don't think it'll be too long, but... Uh, Says. What are your general thoughts on the resilience of 5e characters? Wish it was like closer to earlier versions of the game? Hell yeah, crush them into the dirt. I think actual actual no. consensus on that one? I, 
I think 5e mm. characters are way too durable. They they are. Uh, I also had load like again, level two, one, two. I think characters again with the dice and everything, you can easily kill a character just by looking at them. Level three and afterwards, yeah, they're too resilient. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I I wouldn't even say is that they're too resilient. I would say it's too easy for them to just get back up. That, that too. That too. Most, yeah, there most needs to be now have healing spells or some sort something of something needs to like, give. Yeah, it's either they're too resilient, they get back up too fast, or or too easily. I think the problem is that uh, the things uh, most of the shit that the GM can do will often just feel like minor setbacks as opposed to like actual problems. It's very hard to give the players in 5e or the characters in 5e like actual genuine oh shit this is a problem like you know this is getting tense kind of thing you know like not that I'm saying this mechanic should be in 5e but to give an example in Cyberpunk Red you know your character becomes more and more badass as you get more skills and stuff but Mm -hmm. there's always the chance because your health doesn't ever really go up in fact I don't know if you can increase your health at all in Cyberpunk Red uh, uh, because there's no levels there's there might be cyberware, yeah, cyberware, something, yeah. Uh, so because your health isn't ever going to really grow up, go up. Session one to session thirty, you know, uh, a stray bullet could take you out. Like a good crit from a sniper rifle could take you out at any point. You know, that's sort of always on the table. So even when you're a super badass, you still have to be worried. You still have to like pay attention to the potential problems. Whereas in 5e, you get to a certain point where it's like, all right, there's an incredibly small amount of things that could threaten me and everything else I could just crush into the dirt. You know, I mean, like Mm. Django's AC being a very good example. The only way I'm threatening Django is with like some sort of save attacks, right? Like you have to save against something specific and it has to be whatever Django's lowest stat is, which I don't actually remember. Gosh, I'm uh, telling you, man, cooking book, just just the heat metal run away, man. He can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I mean. There's a couple of he things. He can't take there's, off his metal skin. There's the heat metal type situation. There's the saves type thing, right? There's a couple of things that will potentially threaten Django. And anything mm-hmm. outside of those potential things is like Django will most likely just stomp it into the dirt, you know? So, yeah, yeah like there's, there's something needs to give somewhere in 5e. I think there's just too much. Players can just get too comfortable and you know and 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 i'm not even saying this because like i as the gm you know want to like crush the players or anything but it also gets boring as a player because you become so invincible that you know the tension the threat goes away and it's actually bad on the player side too you know what i mean yeah like you want that skyrim method you know i'm king of the mountain now what yeah now i'm fucking bored yeah that's the problem so it's like there needs to be some sort of ramp up. And, you know, you could even do a thing where uh, you have the, the the ramp of danger could be like a hill type situation. So it's like levels one to three. It's dangerous. You know, levels three to five. You're more resilient. Once you crest mm-hmm. over level five and you hit level six, it gets dangerous for a little while. But then you get to be at the top for a little while and rest. And then it gets dangerous again at level 10. You know, like you could do like every tier of play that initial bump up. There's like a there's like a little bit of a difficulty spike or something like that. Like there's there's I don't know how I would do it with 5e, but, you know, there's options. But for sure, I think something needs to move. I also, quite frankly, goddamn HP gets so silly. And to think that HP used to get even more ridiculous in older editions is mind blowing. 
like them numbers get thick, you know, because the players have 100 HP and then the enemies have 100 HP or it's a big boss enemy. So it's got 400 HP. It's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So fuck it. The HP is just yeah. like, well, I told you guys about that math thing I, I recently did with like my players where I'm like, I looked at like, all right, what are my players like? You know, damage per round. What are their ACs? And then compared to like a monster. And it's like, all right, so for a monster to not die within the first turn, if it's just a single monster, it has to have over a hundred and some shit health. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm currently working in an interesting situation because I would bring people back in those games, but uh, <laughs> personally, I'm, I'm fine with the way things are. I don't particularly see a huge problem mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, just, <laughs> I don't see any problem. I, I don't particularly care that it's hard to kill players because it's not really my goal. And the more resilient they are, the the more I can poke at them. Yeah, but again, see what the, happens. The main problem is less about it being a goal or anything like that. It's the tension, all the tension being non-existent. That's the real problem becomes so hard to push to ratchet up the tension and the drama because of how durable players are and because they have so many ways to get and it's not just about like big HP numbers or big AC it's also about like abilities of spells you know their damage output like the way they could potentially capitalize on action economy you know there's all sorts of things it's not like it's not one individual thing you know the fact okay. that the fact that a druid could just like shit all over the action economy and just own the <laughs> land you know what i mean like like now i'm a dragon now i'm a beholder yeah now I'm me yeah now i'm a beholder again <laughs> yeah you know that that's the big thing for me is that tension issue you know it's just i think i can have the tension still i think you just have to literally how i'm sorry to... but i can't i can't i how i can't you I, just uh, have to ratchet well, up some you combat did it a little yourself. bit <laughs> Last session for us. There was no tension last session. You guys were you never sure? going to lose that the fight. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I, <laughs> I, I, okay. I, okay. Yo. All right. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 listen, you go into every single fight saying they're going to stomp this. Every single fight. And that's your problem with tension well, no. because you have, you have, no, no, hold Not on. Let me finish. Uh, listen, you have expectations of how we're going to handle things. Yes. We, don't have that expectation because we just sit there and we go oh that fucking sucks how are we going to deal with that okay. and then we have to figure it like like the if we didn't have the dragon potion Josh I know that you think that we would have dealt with that but if you were actually playing a dragon like we would but what are, what are we going to do we had one dimension door we, yeah, have, we, like, yeah, we have like one, one ranged option and no way of actually reaching the dragon <laughs> Well, oh, because yeah. it was flying. Oh, yeah. it could fly. so yeah. So there are there are so many little things that like there's a lot of tension for us as players. Well, okay. Well, just because you're the DM and you see every little thing, like ah, he's got like two HP left. Uh, well, yeah, sure, that's kind of the thing. Tension, but like yeah. Well, that's the Did problem. Did you ever grab, like grab a player, fly up, and then drop them? Uh, I smashed them into the ceiling. Nice. <laughs> because they teleported onto the dragon's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I think well, the, the key to tension comes from just the poking and prodding at weak spots. Well, right? here's the thing. 
you got you know you okay you said you said there was tension in the last fight but and yeah you're right sam i have the mo- i have more information and mm-hmm. ergo because i have that more information i can look at that situation and go oh well they're fine like i i, I could look at it and statistically like or math not statistically like i could look at the math mm-hmm. and go oh they're gonna be fine and i know they're mm-hmm. gonna be fine so it's like i mean yeah i like i don't know i mean i guess perceived tension on the player could be different it's absolutely different yeah. I, I would say once the fear went is. down it was it went oh no like the, the, it literally i was like okay so we need to because he's the only one with ranged healing we have to stop what we're doing or kill him faster and then he teleported away and we were like well okay well yeah i mean but also source of tension but also like just a player going down especially when you have less people because like you know some people run six player games oh yeah i mean six player games i don't even know that's a whole other yeah no (laughs) yeah no yeah thank you matt uh so like the more players you have yeah of course there's gonna be less tension unless you're like actually just throwing nukes at your players but like when you have three or four players i think especially with like you know i the the party that we have the clashes that we're playing it is very easy for us to have any sort of tension the second any character goes down because it's like sure yeah we have three people that can heal on a whim just just like that but like we also have to stop everything that we're doing especially if zephyr goes down like that that's just a that that right there is like the oh shit moment. Yeah, for for me, tension builds really hard when uh, when things don't attack me. When like I throw myself directly at them and they just circumvent. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do now. Uh, shit. Fuck. Uh, do I do I reposition? Do I go back and support? Do I stay here and just pester them until they come back? Like, there's a lot of thinking I have to do in that moment. Which is often why I feel like my turns probably take a little longer than other people's. So I'm like, shit, I have so much stuff on my sheet I have to figure out. All right, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not gonna go down that particular rabbit hole, Isaiah, because I feel like we're just gonna start arguing. But, sure, I mean, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like I'm thinking of, okay, like I'm thinking about last session, and it's like, yeah, but at the same time, you guys all ended with over half health at the end of the fight, like all of you. Again, that and I, I said this when we were playing. That took like three turns of healing. Sure, but specifically it's still, without the without the boss monster doing anything, it's still a factor. I feel like. Well, because well, no. because here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing, right? This is the extra peek behind the GM. I have more information. The boss monster didn't do anything because he was really, really. I think he had like 50 HP left, if that. Right. So that, that's fine and all. So, like, well, it, hold on. That what I'm saying matter. is the reason he didn't do anything for those turns is because he was going to die if he did do anything. If he just attacked you, you guys would have killed him in like the next turn. So, I, okay, so I, I understand that, but you're, you're, you're literally taking this information, okay? You're saying, oh, he would have died. Okay, if he had died, we wouldn't have had uh, more than half HP. Right, but and my point is... Like two, my, my, no, no, no. My point <laughs> is, is that either way, that that turn that he took that those two three turns whatever yeah that literally we were just standing there 
and waiting for him to come and like not even thinking about what to do, but like just just healing like that's tense because even with the, the healing, we know that he can just stun us for an entire turn and beat the shit out of us and take us like Zephyr down or Kai down or Django down or Leah down. It doesn't matter. That's still tense. So, like, like again, you know, you're using this information, off. like, like especially like the half health doesn't matter because again, that well, was a lot of healing that we dumped. You're right. The half like, health doesn't necessarily matter, but what I'm what I'm saying is whether whether you guys topped up with healing or he attacked you and went down in the next turn or two, you guys would have gotten away. You would have been getting. My point was, I knew at that point, I was like, they're gonna be fine either way, right? That's the thing. It's like I knew. Yeah, and again, you're a DM. You, that doesn't like DM tension is completely different for player tension. O- okay, uh, but then I guess then my argument, or or not my argument, but I guess my problem then is, it still I it still feels. It's like okay, so the game is more boring for me on the GM side of the screen because. No, I don't. I, you I know don't what I mean? It, like, it, it feels kind of shit because like, OK, so for your standpoint, yeah, you lack a certain amount of information. So I guess that does make things a little more tense. But then it's like, yeah. And then you're sitting there as a GM being like, yeah, but I know how strong my players are. And I know how strong characters in this game are. So like they're tense, but I'm sitting here like, meh, they'll be fine. Well, I think I mean, the, that's yeah. Go, 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 on, go, 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 go. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that's fine, to be honest. <laughs> It's boring, though. It's not. Fu- I, I don't uh, feel like it's fine. Well, I feel like it's boring day, for me. A, yeah, but at, at, at the end of the day, if your players again, if the players felt the tension, you did your job. I don't you, care you about did, doing my job. I care about having fun. This okay. See, but, uh, well, that's that's part of the. Yeah, I, I know. I get the fun. Like, yeah, Josh. Because yeah, DMs are players too. I'm. I'm. Dude, I'm. I'm 100 with you on that. Well, because part of the DMs are the fun is the unknown. Is the like what's gonna happen. And a lot of the time with 5e, you could crunch out the number and go, oh, well, I know what's going to happen. And then, you know, you're kind of sitting there. Like, you know, so I, I guess I guess then maybe the problem is not necessarily that the characters are too. Resi- I don't know exactly. How, maybe I might. Maybe I'm looking at a symptom that's not actually the problem. I don't know. But like. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That yes, from your guys' standpoint, it was a different vibe. So now that makes me be like, okay, I don't know. It just feels shitty to be like you guys basically had more fun with it than I did. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, I think uh, for me, uh, I I garner a lot of my fun by again, I I poke at the players. You know, uh, uh, I know that they probably are going to win, and more often than not, yeah, they probably are going to be. Uh, more well off than they think than they will be but I'm going to get as much as I can out of those little moments you know uh, uh, like the the I'm trying to think of one that that happened in our game the the severe fireballing the the uh, the automatons <laughs> like you knew that was gonna happen or, or like you know maybe you didn't know that was gonna happen well, maybe, like, no I, so that's the funny thing I didn't because remember I forgot they were immune to fire that's why that was a funny moment because I said it after so, it happened <laughs> right so I I think the so this kind of contradicts what you said earlier about being antagonistic towards your players I think 
the problem here is that when you're designing a fight, there's no there, there's no fun factor to it for you. It, it, that's what it seems like. Like, oh, you you might be like, oh, this is cool, but like the fight. It, when I design a fight, I design uh, or, or think about it in such a way that how am I going to have fun with my players? Not uh, like how am I going to dunk on my players or how am I going to do this or whatever? Like that's, that especially comes into play when I design any homebrew monster. I really just want to be like, all right, how do I get a wow factor out of my players? Because that's what I like to do. That's like what I like to see. We're going to laugh, but like, you know, that's besides the point. So not having that des like design intention it could ruin the experience for you. Well, and this is just me speaking, not speaking out of my ass, but like speaking from the context that you're giving that it seems like you're just like you're designing an encounter and then not having fun with it. No, it's it's well, it's not that I'm not having fun. Like there's there's parts about an, a, a, any individual like difficult encounter that I think are going to be cool or fun, but I still want to be a part of the unknown aspect and at least with 5e it becomes kind of hard because because of the way this the math and, and just the mechanics of the game work out so it's like it'll be fun like in the beginning like for example it'd be fun in the beginning when the dragon breath weapons you all and you all fail the save and it's like okay that was unexpected i did not think all four players were gonna fail this save that's some wacky woohoo shit that's like some good fun, like chaos, like, whoa, I wasn't ready. But mm -hmm. you can only, you know, you can't keep that up really with 5e because of how strong the player characters can get. Or at least I feel like that's the reason why that may not be the reason why there may be something else going on there that I'm, again, not noticing or not realizing. I don't know. But I mean, another thing that that can influence that and this is against the unknown, quote unquote, is fudging numbers. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking just that. Yeah, mm. like you can take away like so. So here, here's here's my thing. So if you were like, OK, I want to do something big with the dragon for his last turn or whatever, you know, just do it. Yeah, genuinely just do it. Don't don't be like, all right, like you don't have to be like fair for that last moment. If you want something to be dramatic. And like, and, and listeners, please take take this with a grain of salt. And like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, just if you want something to be really dramatic, you can just make it dramatic. You are the DM. You don't have to be like, well, I'm beholden to the rules because I am a good boy. Like, you just go. Oh, well, you know what? I listen. It's it's his last. You know, I say his last breath breath <laughs> attack. Um, it was, it's his it's it's last gambit you know i'll just have him do it what's the point of me not having him do it rather than just him you know falling out of the ceiling and getting his ass kicked you know but it, yeah you, i mean you're not wrong but it is also literally against yeah the random part so now I, it's, it's very conflicting so, well i think that, yeah. that that ties into what i what i was saying right is is you, you you have to find a healthy balance of being part of the random chaos and just prodding at your characters to see how, how they react right like they are they are the the bacteria under the microscope and you're just introducing new variables to see how they react to it 
Like for you know, me, I like I would have just given the dragon its breath. I, I would have been like, oh yeah, look at that. He magically rolled a five or six to get his breath back, and then busted out of the floor and breath weaponed all of us at point blank. Yeah. And then you know, I know, and that's our, exactly what I was thinking too. Uh, mm-hmm. And he then rolled you know, a four, we, three turns in a row. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like the the rest of us could get our our tax opportunity, probably kill him, uh, right? Just because our 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 held actions would go before him, but then you could be like, well, because he's coming out of the ground, you're getting hit anyway. And let's say it dropped to like three people. He's the dragon's dead. We got three people down, and that's all of everyone going, fuck, you know? Like, yeah, you know, I I just had a thought too. I don't know what Sam said that spurred this into my brain, but or, or maybe mm-hmm. Isaiah. I don't know. One of, you, one of you said something that just spurred this into my mm-hmm. brain. Part of this problem may also be not playing in person. Yeah, because yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 I just realized I, as I was thinking about it, I, part of the because you and Isaiah both said like, oh, what are you talking about? That fight was tense as hell. And I'm like, what? did we play the same session? Because I wasn't I didn't feel that at all. But I'm realizing part of that problem is I can't get any facial read or emotional expression from any of you. So then it becomes much harder for me to, to mm-hmm. uh, register that. So that may be yeah. part of it too. Like if I was seeing reaction in the room, I may have may have been a lot more like, "Oh, this is doing what I want," because I did want it to be like a scary fight, you know. Yeah. So that that yeah, hmm. I don't know. Uh, to add it to the list of reasons, I guess that I'm shitting on Five E. I don't know. <laughs> it's not really a shit on Five E's. <laughs> I think it makes more of a shit on virtual tabletop, but. No, yeah. well, it's a, it's a, any, I, I mean, I also, I mean, going back to the original crux of the whole thing, I also generally like games where players are not as resilient, you know, like, I mean, I talked, we talked about the like low fantasy and high fantasy stuff, you know, I generally prefer the lower, like, you know, I kind of like the idea of like a stray crossbow bolt can like fuck you up real bad or almost kill you kind of thing. You see, it's funny. I, I hate that shit. Like the reason why I like cyberpunk is like there's a chance that it could happen, but you're also really powerful in of yourself because you can be all. Well, yeah, that's what up. I'm talking about. I'm talking uh, about in the sense of cyberpunk. I'm not saying the player is useless and 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 like uh like. You're uh, not talking about a uh, Warhammer Fantasy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know enough about Warhammer Fantasy, but what I mean is like, yeah, I like the idea that like you're a super cool badass, but things could potentially go really bad or unlucky, just like you know because shit's kind of brutal like that. You know what I mean? But they're also I do think there also should be a mechanics to modulate that sort of thing. So like a sort of mercy rule type thing, you know, for example, if a character gets crit once, have a rule where they can't get crit again or something, you know, shit like that. I do think that kind of stuff probably also should be in there. Hmm. If I remember correctly, Star Wars had something along those lines. Don't remember exactly what it was, but also Star Hmm. Wars had force dice, which would allow the allowed you to modulate it in your favor. And so, you know, so I do think, you know, it should go both ways. Where, where, where are we? What dimension am I in? Why are you letting me talk still? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. We're on the last question. Last uh, question? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I came prepared. Don't you worry. Uh, how do you handle the, like, oh-so-evasive last words that are usually not awarded to PCs when they die? Um... Just let them have it. I know. I I wish in the three-year game I let my players do it. I just... I didn't. Like, when uh, Joe's character and Nano's character died, it was just kind of like, uh, you know, all right, oh, shit, it happened. 
there's so much shit going on. Yeah. So we, yeah. I never, but I wish, I wish I ended up doing that in the moment. I think it would have been cool. And I think if it happened in my strict saving game, I'd probably do it. Uh, I, fair enough. I, I sort of meant like a, do you do it at all? If, if you don't, well, you know, why? But, and not like a, you know, obviously not a judgmental why, but like what's going on in your brain right now? Why? Um, like for me, because it's pretty quick, like, and I, I've, I've thought about this before Ty died because Ty, I've thought Ty was going to die quite frequently, actually. Um, mm. I probably would have handled it as you go down, you go unconscious as usual, and then you're dead for the sake of the rules, right? Like, yeah. Um, but once the scene ends, your character's like, it's the, hey, bud, wake up. And it's like, and dies, you know, there's like the. But even then, I feel like, uh, like I said earlier, I, I, I'm, I've thought about as well, just being like, well, you're not unconscious, but you're like fading, you know, like you could probably speak some small sentences and be like, aim for the heart or shit like that. Because that's just more interesting to me than being like, okay, cool, you're unconscious, you can't do anything, you can't say anything, you can't interact with the party in any way. Oh no, you're dead. Oh yeah, now you're just gone, bud. Sorry, bud. That's it. That's that's all you get. No, no, no goodbye to your best friend slash love interest slash child. Like you're just you're just over. And like, yeah, that's realistic in some level. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, who gives a fuck? You know? I mean, let I, I mean, I, let let them do it if they want to. I don't. I I think it just depends on the scenario. Like you know, if they get meat cubed or not. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. If they get meat cubed, then sorry, bud, you got nothing. But. Yeah. I yeah. I I mean, I see. A lot of the time, I don't even think players necessarily want to do that scene. But if they want it, I don't see any reason not to let them. Right. Uh, I don't know. For me, like, do people argue against this? Um. Well, I've definitely seen people be like, "No, I'm sorry, you're dead." Like, the world isn't like you know. Someone, was, someone very specifically, I, I believe it was on Reddit, was like, the world doesn't always give you happy endings. You're dead, so you're just dead. And then, I, you know, in my head, I went, that's kind of fucked, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it was on Twitter. It was it was when I was looking for my my your five takes. bad takes. Yeah. Mm. Somebody do, was like, well, that's the dice. Sucks to suck. Get over it. I do I was, well, think that's not the answer. it's also. Um, brain. I do think it also changes a little based on game type, you know, and tone mm-hmm. of game in, in, in Mad Max or cyberpunk. If that sort of thing is like, well, you're just fucking dead loser. You're like, all right, well, that's kind of on brand. But in D and D it does feel a little shittier because heroic fantasy doesn't tend to go that way. So I think that's a factor in it, but for the most part, if the player wants to do it, then I don't see any reason not let them <laughs> You know? Yeah, fair. Oh, I think it's pretty simple, and straightforward on that one. I just... No, no, I, I figured we'd all have like pretty similar ideas on this, but I was curious just in case there was a, a well, actually, I think no, I X, don't y, have or Z. A, no, Josh doesn't have a, a hot take on this. I, I didn't think you specifically, <laughs> just sort of anybody. I know, but I've oh, I seem to what he usually does. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, it be that way sometimes. I mean, just stop having hot takes, forehead. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, look, I consider just being... Just to the narrative. I considered being <laughs> mute this entire episode, so, you know. Oh. Mm. Yeah, well. 
Josh, do you wanna you wanna Fuck, we forgot to do the thing at the beginning again. God damn it! Oh, no, I mean oh. I, I kinda was just like, yeah. Um <laughs> Do you wanna tell the nice people where they can find us? I don't know. Where are we? Who are you people? I don't know any of you. What? Literally, mm. who are you? Marty, right, I'm just... scared. <laughs> don't be scared. You're not. Be not afraid, my child. Uh, who are you people? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on currently uh, to, you know, see the episodes when they go up. Hit the follow button on the angry Twitter bird, the Boo Bird app, if you has one of those. Uh, stay up to date and uh, uh, leave a comment, please. Please. Please? Russ? Russ? And if you think my hot takes are dumb, just tell me. Tell me in the comment section. Bang, bang, boom. Got him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's been us. Uh, back next week where one of us is going to I don't remember. <laughs> I don't get paid for that. <laughs> Someone will say something. None of us get paid. It would be. It, it, it <laughs> Matt would be the person in question. Yeah, no, no, that no. someone is me, and I will be saying something. Yeah, uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sam. No, no one you gets paid. Our, our totally, our totally real, totally not real Patreon definitely doesn't exist. No one's getting paid. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, Matt, you better open with the word something. That, uh, that should oh be the boy, first I word. definitely will. Oh no! All right, fuckers. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> something, something. Roll D twenty. Something, something. Critical hit.